Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. Manny Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm, or as many of you now know him as Mad Dog Manny Aurora, when he stops into the Golden Scissors studio, he is the best when it comes to criminal law. If you got any troubles and you need somebody, reach out to the Aurora Law Firm. TheAuroraLawFirm.com, all right? Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide. Now, if you got a question for Manny when he pops into the Golden Scissor Studio, you can call our hotline at 404-369-3825 or shoot us a message from our website, PodcastTheBS.com. Everybody needs a friend. Everybody needs an ear, and that's why Dr. David Markwell and Ridgeline Counseling are the best at what they do. Ten different therapists who work with Dr. David Markwell at Ridgeline Counseling. If you're in the Georgia area, East Cobb, Marietta, near the Square in McKaysville, right outside of Blue Ridge. And they assist with a wide variety of behavioral health issues like anxiety, depression, relationship issues, parenting issues, trauma, substance use issues, etc., Offering virtual sessions. If you can't get to the Georgia stops, the website, markwelltherapy.com. Again, markwelltherapy.com. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. <laughs> and by God, this is the BS. All right, there it is, episode 85 of the BS. Thanks for being here. My name is Jason Bailey in the Golden Scissors studio, beautiful Roswell, Georgia. Naders still in Iowa in his high school bedroom, enjoying life. Look at him, just looks so comfy. Just yeah. comfy. Just nice. And, I loved your pictures, by the way, the other day where you repurposed the ones of you and your wife wearing your old high school stuff. She was a cheerleader and. You had your Letterman jacket, and you're like, it's 35th grade. You're like, because everybody's putting their first first pictures back to school out. I loved it. I thought it was great. It was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, uh, well, yeah, it was 32nd grade. Because 20 years ago, I was in 12th grade. So, But, yeah, I, I see people start to do that. I think, was it like Florida? Did Georgia start already? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, Beezus. Yeah, they don't go back till the 23rd here. Uh, but yeah, I thought I saw the Florida and Georgia pictures. They're mm-hmm. all back. Brandon Thrasher in the Zelensky Studios there in Neune in Georgia. What are all the sticky notes behind you? I was waiting for you to ask their uh, their ideas. Want to hear a few? <laughs> well, we we record numerous episodes on specific days. I was waiting for us to record a BS episode so I could get the full explanation. So. Yeah, I figured. I figured we didn't want to do it on top three. Yes. But yeah, we got some ideas stapled uh, on the board. Okay. There's one starting from the over here. Here's a design for a, a new porch. Oh. Then we got a, we got this one that says FBI watch list and flat earth rocket below it. Okay. We got a mm-hmm. got this one that says why is the left boob always bigger? I can give you a, God almighty. It's it's like the second or third thing you've said that I just had that conversation. Just had that conversation with my wife just the other day. There is an answer to it. Yeah, we're gonna have a 
Once we all get our headphones, we're going to call people through the board and just call a bunch of random chicks and ask them like 10 questions or so. No, 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 three questions. Oh, so these are ideas for the Clueless 2 podcast. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Oh, thanks for working for us. We appreciate it. it. It's on the network, you know. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Do you know why your left boob is bigger than, same with guys, do you know why your left boob is bigger? No, we're uh, going to have to wait and find out on the Clueless 2 podcast. No, I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, I know damn. the I know the answer. I mean, do you do you know the answer? Uh, your heart? No. Oh, Nate, do you know the answer? Um, I don't think there is. Any. I just think I, is. it's common knowledge that one is bigger because they always say that uh, they're asymmetrical. Right. Well, the reason being is because most people, the majority of people, are right-handed. So when you drive, you drive mostly with your left hand. So you're constantly working out your left pec. Same with your left deltoid uh, and your left tricep. You know, a lot of times you'll be like, why is my non-dominant tricep stronger than my dominant tricep? It's because of that reason. Now, back in the day of the stick shifts, there was a different situation. But yeah, that, that is a true statement. That is a, I learned that a very long time ago. I did not, I'm not making that up. What if you drive with both arms though? I like swap out. Well, I, yeah, and, yeah. And you can look at a guy and see that one, one peck isn't bigger than the other. So I don't know if it's, it is, uh, that's true. My so pe- it's like an old wives tale. No, no, no. My pet, my left peck is definitely bigger than my right peck. And my left arm is, uh, unfortunately stronger than my right arm. My left side of my body is stronger than my right side. Now, even my, fat guys, you can look at like you can look at somebody and see if their their boob is bigger. Like I've never been at the beach and be like, man, look at all these guys with that big left peck. <laughs> well, speak for yourself. I do, and I do it every summer. I head to the beach and I spend four weeks of doing my own peck research. <laughs> pectologist. I'm a pectologist. That's what I do. Uh, fantasy football season is back. Uh, we are going to add a fantasy football show to the BS network. It'll consist of myself, three-time Super Bowl champion Randy Cross, who played with the San Francisco 49ers, hiked the ball to Joe Montana for all those dynasty years, and uh, he'll be on the show here uh, sooner than later. And um, also uh, Jeff uh, Bogus Bogus, fantasyfootballempire.com. So we get a little bit of everything. You know, I'll uh, I'll drive the bus. Randy's there for the credibility. And then Bogus is there for all the stats and the numbers, right? And then he can promote his website that you can go and uh, subscribe to to get all his information on fantasyfootballempire.com. We've been doing that with him for years for the radio. I don't know if he's still going to be on the radio. I don't know if he's going to rub those guys the wrong way or not. Uh, I don't care, uh, but uh, I do like Jeff Bogus. I, I know I give him a hard time, or I did when we were on the radio, but it was all shtick. He's a fantastic human being. He's a great guy. He's a great father. He's a great husband. He's just a great guy. And we're both fantasy football nerds, so that's great. I'm heading Sports go, sports. Yeah, let's go. Oh, maybe we can uh, grab the old intro. Do you have that anywhere? Yeah, I do. do. I I made it. Okay, okay, we'll send it on over there, (laughs) Cheetah. Let me put that up in that bitch. Put it up in my little sound talkie box here. Uh, I, you know, last two years because of the pandemic. Now, I play in numerous leagues and last, you know, I, I have a pretty good track record. I never come in last place. Last year, I, in my friend league, as I call it, these are guys that uh, most of them are my fraternity brothers. We've been doing this league for over 20 years. Um, you know, when it started, you know, we were get we, we didn't know who won until Tuesday. 
because then you'd get the final box score in the newspaper. I mean, that's how long ago we were doing it. And then, you know, technology and time, and then everybody went their separate ways. And, you know, we would still find ways to meet, you know, wherever we were at, whether they were all in Orlando and I was in Tampa, I'd come over from Tampa to Orlando. So, so, and the roster of the league changed over time because people moved and had other things going on with their life. But for the most part, it's the core group of us. Last two years, I've been drafting via Zoom because of time and the pandemic. This year, different story. I've got all the time in the world, which has been fantastic, mind you, and uh, and uh, don't have to worry about the pandemic so much, right? So, and, and they've changed up the draft too, which I'm not a fan of. So we used to do it when we did it in Orlando. It was cool. It was okay. Uh, there's there wasn't much to do afterwards. My favorite was doing it in Tampa. We did it on Davis Island. Uh, my one of my buddies lives there. That's where Tom Brady lives. Actually, a couple a couple of them live there. It was great. And they had this little beach town, and we'd go to these bars afterwards, and we'd do the whole get just shit faced and reminisce and talk about the old days. It was fun. I loved it. It was my favorite favorite day of the year. So then that started to get that started to change. And not everybody was going out. So then it was just like me and one other guy. And it just got weird. So then I started bringing my wife along. Uh, even though it's a fella trip, my wife's like one of the fellas. She's cool. I, I don't have the, I guess, the stereotypical husband-wife relationship with my wife. You know, Nate's very similar. It's like, we're friends. We like to have, I, I don't like to do things unless she's with me. I don't like to go, ga- like, I, I got a lot of friends that are married that are going, man, give me a chance to get away from my wife. And I'm like, why are you fucking married? <laughs> why would you want to get... I understand you need me time for whatever reason, but I, I don't like being away from my wife at all. Like, I, 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 won't, I don't like gambling without her. I don't like going to dinner with her. I don't like going to the movie. I don't like doing anything without her. I love her company. So I guess I'm just an oddball. I don't know. Nate, you're like that too, though, right? Yeah, I mean, I like to do things by myself now and then, but uh, but yeah, I I always have more fun with her involved, and and I enjoy spending time with her. But yeah, it's weird. People like hate their spouse. It's like, why are you even married? Exactly. Like, Rach asked me that the other day. She's like, you know, if you want to do fella time when you go down there, because it was one of the nights they're like, we're gonna go downtown. We're, it's in New Smyrna Beach, which is on the right coast, and the only reason it's over there, nobody lives over there. Uh, it's a short drive from Orlando. It's a longer drive from Tampa. They're like the commissioner, though I love him to death, don't get me wrong, but the commissioner and his brother and his father, they're all in the league, and, and they're all great, love him to death, but they're all NASCAR fans. Now, I know we just had Kyle Petty on, and honestly, if you listen to that conversation that I had with Kyle Petty, you would probably think that I'm a very educated NASCAR fan. I'm not, you know, I'm not even a huge NASCAR fan, but I can conduct an interview and be respectful. And I can do my research. You know, I never claim to be a NASCAR fan. They go over there because there's this big race that now is being held that weekend. It used to be held on like 4th of July weekend. I think it's like the Coca-Cola something. And they all go to the fucking race. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm the only person that lives out of town. And I'm the only person that has to spend money to go down there. Not that that matters, but like I want to hang out with the fellas, and then I'm like, okay, well I'm the odd man out. If I want to hang out with the fellas and see my friends, obviously I want to see them more than they want to see me. I'm going to be forced to go to a race, so be it. Um, but my wife was like, you know, whatever you know, whatever you want to do, you know, you can go to the race by yourself. It's 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 fine. It's not a big deal. You know, if you want to do fella time, I was like, why do I have a feeling 
you don't really mean that. She's like, no, I'll find something to do. You know me. I can occupy my own self. You know, and we got our friends, Kelly and Aunt, that live down there. We're close by, you know, about an hour away. She's like, oh, you know, I could drive over to Orlando and, just, you know, see my son. And I was like, oh, God. I was like, okay, whatever you want to do. Um, but it's exciting. Fantasy, my point is, is fantasy football season is exciting. Football season is exciting. I'm going to purchase an 85-inch television and put it in the back room unless I can find a bigger one. Somebody told me there's a 96-inch television available somewhere. They said Sam's Club. I didn't see it. I think they're full of shit. But if you can find it, I'll buy it if it's reasonably priced. You know, I'm not playing the. I'm not. I'm not paying those uh, those new plasma television prices from back in the day. I don't have that kind of money. You can get a 146 inch one. How much? Uh, it's reasonably priced. It's only five hundred and seventy two thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> do they do PayPal? Because PayPal lets you do installments. <laughs> but you could also get a Samsung 96 or 98 inch, uh, and it is only fourteen thousand nine hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a little bit too much. Because the eighty-five, well, I got a, a 80, tube with a ra- some rabbit ears for five bucks. Goodwill. How do you, how you like that one? A, eighty-five, eighty-five inch televisions are actually fairly inexpensive. You know, especially like if twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, if if not cheaper. Yeah, but it, it, like TVs have gotten to a point where I don't know what they all mean. You know, like if you just go yeah. off go off a pro, like how, how bad can it be? You know, if there's one that's eighty-five inches and it's a Samsung and it's thirteen hundred dollars. And then there's one that's uh, $1,100 or $999, and it's an LG or a Vizio or whatever. What the fuck's the difference? And they're all both smart TVs because everything's smart. So, like, yeah. what, am I, what am I paying the extra $400 for? Am I paying it for Samsung? You know, but then they got all these, like, things on there. It's like QED, LRCHIV. You know, like, what am I buying? I don't even know what I'm yeah. buying. And, and to do the research is, is, is tiring. Yeah, it's kind of like iPhones where they, they have other models. It's not just like the main one. You know, there's, I don't know what they're called. It's like iPhone CE or SE or something like that. Um, so still an iPhone. It's just not as good as the one maybe you have. Uh, so I feel like TVs are the same way, and I don't know what all the different things mean. It's like, oh, this one's a an HDR 8KU HD QL neon, but then this one is a you know smart LED with 4K crystals. And I'm like, oh, oh, cool. <laughs> how, how much are those crystals? <laughs> <laughs> like, do I actually see said crystals? I have no idea if I see said crystals. I just learned what ARC means on my HDMI. Okay, you know, so I I I. I bought a bunch of ARC HDMIs thinking that it's going to help my ROQ ROKUs as I've cut the cord in this house. Still, <laughs> still trying to, still trying to figure all that out. Uh, but you guys, you know, Nate, especially, you know, how excited I get for this fantasy stuff. I get really excited. Oh yeah. 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 How many people are going? We have, well, we have 10 people in the league. Uh, one of the teams is split into two. So I guess technically 11 people in the league and they do it at this condo complex, I guess. And I was told because I'm the reigning champion back to back years. If I win again, well, I'm sorry. When I win again this year, the Caucasian invasion will have done something in this league. No one has ever done before. That's three-peated. There's been a two-peat twice before, but never a three-peat. Uh, which I will do. But they said, you know, there's a belt, which I have to get, you know, which I should have gotten two years ago. 
uh, and they want me to do an entrance, I guess the champ, you know, and I haven't been able to do that last couple of years. So I got to put together an entrance. I was like, well, how do you, how do you want me to do that? Like you want me to put like a PowerPoint presentation, like what do you, smoke? What do you want me to do? They can do whatever you want, but just to keep it simple, just bring kind of like a smart speaker and play a song, I guess. And I could dress up and I walk out. I don't know. I did, I did, I did buy a shirt actually where the, the company that sells our merchandise, you know, uh, off of our website, podcastthebs.com. I went and I, I was going to ask Ryan at create graphics to do it, but I was like, I don't want to bother him just for a one-off shirt. That's not what he does. You know, I guess I could have gone to the mall and one of those places, but I was like, let me just go into this company. And I didn't wait for the 35% off, like, which is cool for like, I know a lot of you for our merchandise. And I wanted a shirt that says the champ is here. You know, the John Cena, the champ is here. They had one. But I want, I almost, I was in the middle of writing you, Nate, uh, a message seeing if you would make me a logo that says the champ is here with my Caucasian invasion logo, which is just the Pillsbury Doughboy. But I couldn't find that same picture that I used. And I'm searching all my, like, all my external hard drives. I was like, spent hours trying to find this picture. Couldn't find it. I was like, I ah, screw it. I'll just buy this one. And it's like a football with a crown on the top. And I was like, it's fine. I'll pay the $35 for the, the champ is here. But this is, I don't know. It's like to be able to see the same group of guys every year after all these years, you know, that to me is special. I like it. It sounds like you're the only one that still cares about this though. <laughs> you're getting all worked up and doing research. And these guys are like, Oh, you pay attention during the year. We just, we got lives and kids and stuff. <laughs> um, there might be some truth to that with some of them, but, but for the core, like they're all tight because they live nearby. Right. Right. And I think that I'm just more expressive, oddly enough than they are. Like I have no problem. This is what I'm learning as I get older. I'm, be, I'm trying to become more expressive with my feelings to people. Like, okay. <laughs> if I like you, I want to say how much I like you and what I like about you. If I dislike you, I'm learning to not tell you that. But if need be, I will tell you that because I think it's important <laughs> for you to know. So that's one of the things I'm working on to better myself as a human being, to be more expressive of my feelings. This is the opportunity every year for me to be expressive. I love these guys. I really, really do. You know, I know some of them way better than I know most, or the, uh, a couple of them, but they're all great guys. They're great dudes, you know, and we've been doing this since we were in our 20s, since we were in college. Like, I remember the, I think the first draft that we did, we were going to, it was all uh, Sigma Chi's at UCF, and we did it, at the commissioner, he's always been the commissioner. His, uh, what, what is it called? The, the low budget housing, what's it called? Government. Uh, oh, section eight. Yeah. The, he lived in that, you know, cause we were college kids and like it, the projects. Yeah. Well, you, you probably know where it was at. It was, um, it was next to the polo club. I remember those apartments. Oh, okay. okay, so that side of East Orlando. But but the polo club was nice. It had like a little entrance and stuff. A day, my, One of my girlfriends lived there, and I lived in the polo, polo club. Nice apartments. It's the polo club. But right next to the polo club, club was government cheese apartments where the, the walls were, you know, paper thin, and we'll never forget the carpet. The carpet was, I mean, so thin. It, it was ridiculously, th- like it hurt when you sat down and, and underneath was concrete, I think. 
It was horrible, you know, roaches and everything. But that was where our first draft was. And I remember sitting in the corner with my little magazine and doing the draft. And uh, that, that was it. It's funny because the commissioner, his entire life, has been a very successful carpet salesman. <laughs> It's ironic. I, isn't that ironic? That's the one thing I remember about that shit all apartment that they had was that they were, the carpet was horrible. Well, and he became a carpet sale. I don't know how he got into it, but he's like been a, he, he had a job for, you know, 30 years selling carpet. He does great. Makes tons of money. I don't get it. You know, he sold, <laughs> sells wood floors too. Like uh, he does, he does all that kind of stuff. It works for a big company. So I don't know, but uh, maybe I might be a little, Maybe I'm too expressive. I don't know. Just no, I think you're just more, probably more competitive. Like you're still, you still have that competitive mindset where I think a lot of older, not older guys, but guys as they've gotten older, just kind of give it up. And they're like, what, you know, like a lot of them with it, we were talking with our wives, you know, we enjoy hanging out with them. Some people that hate their wives, they're just like, whatever, just tell me where to be and I'll be there. I'll be at the, the dance recital, whatever I'm beaten. I'm broken. <laughs> well, it's also fun to go back and, and listen to their lives. Because, you know, I talk to him occasionally throughout the year. You know, some, like one of the guys is my financial guy, you know, that I went to college with. So I talk to him often. The other guy, we were roommates, DJ. And he's the one that actually got me into radio. Um, and I love him more than life itself. You know, he just came and stayed up at Paradise City. And uh, so, but to go back and, you know, it's like, oh, you're divorced again. Oh, it's like, oh, you hate your life. You know, like. The, the ups and downs every year is, is, is interesting. And the best part of the draft is not the money when you win. It's not the, the trash talking through the season. None of that kind of stuff. DJ, who I wish would have stayed in radio because he's one of the funniest, most creative guys that I know and will ever know. Uh, he writes these rules that are jokes. Like we call them the rules and he reads them off at the beginning and they're just, it's a roast. He roasts everyone uh, and they're hilarious. And the best one, and still to this day, and any one of them would tell you the best one <laughs> was, uh, I think this was 2004 actually, because we didn't have any power and it was during the, uh, the hurricanes, the trifecta of the hurricanes. And we met at his apartment and I walked in and I was wearing a sleeveless shirt. Shocker, right? And we sit down and he starts to, to do the rules and he gets to me and he says, I wrote these rules three weeks ago and I predicted Bailey would walk in with a sleeveless shirt. Wow, I'm Nostradamus or something like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was, that was funny. That, was pretty that is funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. And then you got memories of things that happened. The McNabb McNair is another little kind of thing that we had. One year I picked, um, I meant to pick McNabb, but I picked McNair and McNair had already retired or something like that. It was just like I fucked up. One year I took Terrell Davis as my first overall pick, not realizing he was injured. You know, I wasn't doing as much research then. So the first overall pick was a flub. You know, there's no need to have him. Um, those types of things. I don't know. It's it's my favorite day of the year. It still is. When we were doing it in Tampa, we'd go to the Hard Rock afterwards and gamble, which, of course, I enjoyed. But uh, it's tough to find um, people that are as much into gambling as I am. Where are you staying this year? Hotel? Airbnb. Oh, nice. Yeah, they, there's a condo that they stay at 
that they gave me a link to, but we were kind of too late and they were booked up. It's, it's race weekend down there in New Smyrna Beach. Everybody's coming down for the races. So we got a uh, we got an Airbnb. But the, we're, we're looking at this. Rachel and I are looking at this as, as the vacation we didn't get to have this year. You know, so we're going to beach it up and all that kind of stuff. The Bahamas, kind of a bust because the girl died and came back to life. So uh, we're leaving the dogs behind. Ariel's in school. Grandma, grandpa are flying in. So they get to be with Ariel. They get to go to one of her games her senior year, cheerleading for the football team. Yeah, you know, it feels good. Rach and I yeah. get to sleep in a bed without dogs. Not that we don't love our dogs, but every once in a while, it's nice not to have three dogs, two on your head, one in between your legs. Um, so, you know, and I know these are all things that we've taken on ourselves, but it's fine. You know, and the caveat to all this is I get to go to Snow Hut. Ooh, yeah. John over at Snow Hut in Merritt Island. I'll drive over there. You know, I, he's still there, too, because that's where Kelly and Ant moved, Merritt Island. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Do, do you have his number? Do you have his information? I don't. You don't? Okay. I, I never I never set it up when I was there. Um, I set up the ones in, in Atlanta. Who set it up? Uh, was that Prince? Yeah, I, I assume so. Prince or Brian. Yeah. Uh, oh. All right. I'm sure I can find him. But he's a guy from Maryland that I met many moons ago, and he started this little snow cone, you know, little place in the parking lot of Home Depot in Merritt Island, Florida. And with, I was with my ex-wife at the time, and we were visiting her family in Titusville, and we just happened to be driving by, and I was like, I was like let's get a snow cone. And I went up, and I said, by any chance you got egg custard? He goes, you must be from Maryland. I said, yeah. He goes, me too, Baltimore. And uh, we became friends. And he, was, uh, he, he listened to the radio show too, which obviously was helpful. And so ever since then, and he actually put in the extra, extra large cup just for me. So it's an extra, extra large egg custard with marshmallow on top. Very difficult to find egg custard flavor or even some, uh, especially for whatever reason in the South, which you would, snow cones are more of a Northern thing than a Southern thing, believe it or not. Really? Yeah, yeah I would think they're more Southern because it it's stays hot. hotter longer. Exactly. The snow cones in the South, they try to get tropical. They try to get all fruity. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it, it, but the, the, you know the, the good snow cone flavors are skyline and uh, egg custard. All egg custard is you'll pro on the menu in the South. It'll be uh, it'll be called Dreamsicle, or it'll be called Vanilla Sunrise, or something like that. I guess egg custard doesn't sound appealing to people. I don't know. No, but it's delicious. <laughs> but you've had it before. Yeah, it's delicious. Yep, yeah, I've had it. It's really good. Yeah, my uh, my go to when I was younger was always Tiger's Blood. I don't really know. I think that's like a pina colada one or something, but yeah, yeah it was all real good. They have weird weird names. And Charlie Sheen obviously made that popular. They, there was a snow cone uh, place out at the tennis tournament, and eh, they're okay. You know, they're, they're just some kids doing, you know, trying to make some money, I guess, for college or whatnot. Um, but I just wanted to go and tell them, be like, guys, you're not, you're not doing this right. You know, you know me. Like, you're, you're just not doing it right. And I was like, you got you to gotta, you gotta go a third juice a third juice and then a third juice but you got to keep packing it down you can't just put the the ice and i know there's an hawaiian shaved and then there's a you know two different types of ices but you just can't fill it up with ice but you got to push it down and so it's packed full of ice but you know anyway people don't know people just don't know 
They have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, Did you know, according to a new poll, the average person makes, guess how many decisions a day, Brandon? Uh, 30. 30 decisions a day. Nate? Uh, 100. 122. What is the decision? Like, do I stop at this red light or do I just plow through it? Yeah, you, you just made like three decisions right there. You decided what to use as an example, mm-hmm. red light or plow through something. You could have said a hundred different things. There was two or three right there. Exactly. Yeah. What to watch on TV. And you could make probably 40 decisions just in that time period. You know, just on Netflix. What are you going to yeah. watch? Should uh, I go back to this one? Maybe I should watch the trailer of this guy. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to go back. <laughs> Cutting the cord. I, I'm, I'm getting used to it and it's fine. It's a, it's, it's different. I mean, it's, it changes your, it changes everything that you've done your entire life because you're not watching when you watch cable television or satellite, you know, there's this camaraderie with other people like, Oh my God, I was watching that last night too. You don't have that when you watch, when you're streaming stuff because there's so many options and it's tailor-made. You don't have to settle for really anything. So you're like, oh, no, I, I wasn't watching the documentary on blueberries. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. I was, I was watching the top thing that's the Umbrella Academy on, on Netflix, you know, or something like that, right? So you don't have that camaraderie. How many times before you cut the cord did you have that conversation with somebody and be like, oh, my God, Shawshank was on last night. Yeah, I know. I watched it, too, on a Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't have that anymore, right? No, but you usually will say, have you seen this series yet? Right. And if they have, then you have stuff to talk about. But yeah, there's not like used people used to post on Facebook. Uh, Happy Gilmore is on TV right now. You're welcome. You know, they let, <laughs> let everybody know, but nobody watches shit live anymore. <laughs> You're welcome. What to eat for breakfast, lunch, dinner. That's uh, other decisions. Brandon, see, there's three right there. And then within each, there's a numerous decisions. I can see 122 decisions easily. Wonder how yeah. many. Wonder how many people now after I've said that will start counting how many decisions they make. I bet you'll surpass 122 easily. Oh, yeah, I bet it's a lot more. Because even like you were saying, like breakfast, like let's say you're ordering something and there's like a bunch of different sides you can choose from. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's one decision because, yeah, maybe you picked that one, but you also decided not to pick like four or five other things. So I think you had to make a micro decision within all that. So I think it's like thousands of uh, decisions every day. One decision every eight minutes, they say. The yeah. average person said they waffle or change their mind twice per decision. Well, then you're an undis- you're an undecisive person, right? Yeah, I mean, indecisive, indecisive, not undecisive, indecisive, right? I'm a I'm a I'm a decisive person. If I make my decision, I make my decision. But I think about it most of the time, unless it's an easy decision, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm pretty indecisive because. I will I will think about all the possible options and the good and the bad that could come out of it. I mean, once you make the decision, yeah, you're very decisive once you're like, okay, this is the decision, I'm sticking with it. But I think leading up to it, you put a lot of thought into something. So there's a lot of decisions within that. Yeah. I mean, I've been like trying to pull the trigger and firing Brandon for months, you know, but I've been indecisive indecisive about it because I'm like, God, when I don't talk to him, I want to fire him. But when I talk to him, I just fall back in love with him. And, and I just see the potential. And then when, you know, I don't see him anymore, I want to fire him. 
Uh, it's like you're probably my most indecisive project in my life right now, Brandon. You think about me a lot? Yeah, I do often. Yeah. There's even days that I want to kill you, you know, (laughs) and and I'm like, it's not that big of a drive. If I leave at this time, I'll miss rush hour traffic. And all I have to do is stab him in the neck and leave. It's not a big (laughs) deal. Um, I think about ways to kill you often, you know, do I shoot him? Is that better? You know, because I do like the guy. I don't want him to suffer. If I stab him in the neck, he's going to suffer a little bit. You know, do I put poison on Def August's dick? You know, next time he sucks it, he's going to die. And then he'll blame it on Def August. You know, there's all these things that go through my mind on a daily basis. I just don't know what to do. I'm indecisive, (laughs) you know. So I get my 122 uh, decisions just trying to think about how to kill you. Yeah. By the way, that was for entertainment purposes only. If he ends up dead anytime soon, I had nothing to do with yeah. it. Oh, the, the media will cut that part out. Uh, what to wear each day. Yeah. I think Brandon doesn't make a lot of decisions with that. No, really. <laughs> Whatever's on top of the laundry basket. My Mexico hat or my Pepsi hat. Yeah, so everybody's got a, a different way of picking their clothes different places starts out with the underwear for me. What color am I going with for what I'm doing the next day? It's pre-planned cause I shower at night. So if I'm playing tennis in the afternoon, I'm usually black underwear. If I play tennis, I know it sounds so stupid, doesn't it? Because <laughs> just like co- color is the last thing I would have thought of. I would have thought of boxers, briefs, comfortability, what it's made out of. <laughs> You're like, I got to look pretty for tennis. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have all the same underwear. I, I've I've transitioned into all the same underwear. The Nike uh, underwear, the sports underwears are great. They're so comfortable, and it makes my ding dong look bigger too. They got like a. A little air pocket a little there. support. Yeah, it looks like, I don't fill it all up, but if I walk just the right way, it looks like I got a big ding-dong. And so so on the weekends when I play, during the morning, I go either a salmon-colored underwear or there's a, a light blue or green, like a seafoam green I have, and I'll wear those on when I'm playing tennis on the weekends in the mornings. So they almost like take your pants off like halfway during the game? No, no. I'm the only one that knows and which gives me my superpowers to win. You know, so like when I'm wearing all black, I'm in warrior mode. You know, I'm out for blood. But when I'm wearing the lighter colors, I feel faster and more, you know, free spirited. So, so it's like when women go out on a date and they put on the black undies to they're knowing they're going to get laid. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm not planning on anybody seeing my black undies. They do. That's the difference. So there's a lot of decisions for me just in the underwear and the shorts, not so much. You know, because I'll pick the shirt out first, and then I'll pick the shorts to go with the shirt. Yeah. Socks are easy. Yeah. My underwear, I just pick on if I'm going to the gym or not. Going to the gym, I use I, I wear the stretchy ones. If I'm not, I'm, I go with just the regular cotton or cloth. And then uh, shorts, I, I kind of wear the same shorts until they get dirty. And uh, shirt, it depends on the temperature. Is it too hot to wear a tank top? Yes or no? So too, yes. Wait a minute, did you say too hot to wear a tank top? Isn't it too cold? Or, or sorry, too hot to wear a t-shirt. I'm going with tank top. Yeah, my name's Nate Hansen. If it's too hot, my guns just get big. Gotta, <laughs> gotta cover them up with a long sleeve. <laughs> too hot to handle, too cold to hold. They call me Nate Hansen. I'm in control. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon, your decisions, underwear pretty easy for you? I know your, I know your shorts are. Yeah, I mean, it's just the same thing. It's like you just grab one out, throw it on, and you're like, good to go. 
don't really care what color or what style. Well, we obviously know who the fashionista is on this show. Me. I'm the fashion guy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, And none of us are really that fashionable now. I'm looking at all of us. No. There was a day that I care. Yeah. I just don't care that much anymore. And when I'm going to spend a bunch of money, I I mean, remember how like expensive outfits could be, you know, if you're trying to be fashionable for the times, Mm -hmm. like fuck that. Oh, I know. I'm done. I always say my line is I won. I've got nothing else to, I don't need, you know, I've got nice clothes. I got a lot of nice clothes. I just, I don't go out much. I only do It's funny when we do go out to dinner, even my wife doesn't dress up anymore. My Rachel's never been good at buying clothes. I've always had to buy clothes for her. So twice a year I go clothes shopping for her. She knows that Christmas I'm going to get her outfits and her birthday. I'm going to get her outfits and I do a pretty good job. You know, I get some input from our daughter, of course, but I do a pretty good job. All the stuff that I just bought her, though, I think for her birthday or something, was like, I spent a lot of money on this. I never see her wear it. She's always wearing the uh, the yoga pants, you know, um, and uh, she she always wears a BS tank top. That's all she wears. <laughs> like, I appreciate the promotion, but, you know, let's... Let's throw some makeup on. Let's look pretty for the man every once in a while. You know, let's let's let's. I got you some nice stuff there. You know. Uh, anyway, uh, whether to buy something or not, I used to be really bad at that. I've gotten a lot better at that. I just buy it. I just do it. Amazon has made it easier. In the store, I'd contemplate, and then I if I got the feeling that I was going to regret it, I'd immediately go back and buy it if I wasn't sure whether it's based off of price or whatnot. Because that's the worst feeling in the world. Something you really want, you can afford, and you don't pull the trigger and buy it right then and there, and then you can never find it again. That sucks. Yeah, but then it also sucks in 20 years when you want to sell your house and you have to go through all the stuff that you just bought just to buy instead of uh, weighing the options of if you actually need it or not. Well, I just went through this with putting together my my survival bag, my tactical vest. Oh, yeah, so how, how much money do I want to put into this thing that I might never use? You know, just knowing that it's going to be there. And I've gotten some bargains, gotten some good deals, found some stuff around the house, been able to repurpose. You know, yes. well, I just added some walkie talkies, three of them to be exact, and uh, just figured out how to use them the other night. Pretty cool. Just all got to get on the same channel. It's kind of neat. You know, never know when you need walkie talkies, you know. Yeah, power. I mean, yeah, fuck those iPhones. I mean, those are garbage. Give me some walkie talkies. <laughs> well, nobody can listen to your conversation. Not on your channel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, also, I added some after our last conversation about this. I uh, some uh, survivor uh, survival tablets. So I've, I've got enough for four days for all three of us. What are those, or what do they do? They're the MRE tablets. They've got all the nutrients that you need to keep your belly full for. A good amount of time. They're just little chewy candies, but they're like loaded with protein. Oh, yeah. That's so. It's what is it like a yeah, like a little thing. What what flavors are they? Are they like mashed oh. potatoes and stuff? No, no. Well, they they got <laughs> they got different flavors. There's a there's a berry. There's a strawberry. I think there's a blueberry and there's an apple. There's it's all kinds of flavors. Mixed. There's a mixed bag, a variety bag. So I got that. They last for. They say they last for. Uh, five plus years. They said they had some on the shelf since 1972, and they're still, if t- if stored at room temperature, still good to eat. So, <laughs> thought that was a good investment. It only fits four days supply. I mean, how big are they? 
They're not that big. They look like little star uh, starbursts. Can you? I think them? I think it's just like if you eat them for more than four days, you will die because you'll die of starvation because they're not not enough to feed you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I told I told Rich she finds this whole thing very amusing, like hilarious. I don't know if she's in the the lady fella chat that she's on with your wife and and some other friends and and just ripping me to shreds or not. She probably is. So I told her that I, I added to the uh, to the survival, the bug out bag. And she's like, if we bug out, can we bug out to the beach? And I said, no, we're not bugging out to the beach. And she goes, why not? It'd be great. We're on the beach all the time. You can go fishing and we can eat fish. We love fish. I said, no, because we got to have shelter. We're going to the woods. She goes, I don't want to go to the woods. I said, that's where you get shelter, the woods. Nobody finds us until everything blows over. It's like, what's blowing over? I said, the war. What war? I don't know, the war that we're preparing for. Can we still go to the beach? Can we bug out at the beach? I want to bug out at the beach. I want to put my I want to make a bug out bag and I want to put some lotion, some sunscreen, and some in the towel. <laughs> I'm like, no. I was like, I'm taking care of it for everybody. I'm gonna have us survive for long enough. And she's like, what are we gonna eat? And I said, I just bought some survival tablets. And I said the exact same thing I just said to you guys. And she goes, Okay, well, I like snacks, you know that, but I'm probably going to need something a little bit more, I don't know, filling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> after a while, I said, of course you will. When we get settled, after I build us, uh, uh, you know, some type of house or some, you know, where we can sleep because I got my shovel and my axe, I'm going to go hunting. Oh, my God. That girl laughed for five minutes straight about me going hunting. She thought that was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> she goes, what have you ever hunted? I said, oh, I've hunted. I said, I've hunted numerous times. She goes, tell me when. Started at a young age, eight years old, Alaska. We went hunting. What did you hunt for? Rabbit. Okay. Did you kill any? I missed. All right. When have you, when would you go hunting again? Ducks. When did you hunt ducks? Atari 2600. Or Nintendo 64, Duck Hunt. <laughs> she was like, that doesn't count. I was like, I hunted ducks. I know how to shoot ducks. I was like, I can hunt when we need to. I've seen Red Dawn. I know what to do. It would kill me to kill a deer. It would destroy me. But if we were hungry, I'd do it. You know, and he would understand. You know, but we'd have to drink the blood and do all that kind of stuff. You know, just so I'm ready. Just I'm ready. Any regular MREs? No, because I don't have the room for them. And they're expensive, too. Like, I'm trying to prepare for the apocalypse, but I'm on a budget. So, uh, like, I, these were like $25 for four-day supply. Like, I can do that. Or $34, maybe. Like, I can do that. But when you get to the meals and you want to stock up, it gets up to the hundreds of dollars. It gets expensive. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I haven't bought one. I don't think I've ever bought one. I've just been given one. Yeah. before they're pretty good they're not bad i mean yeah. if you're dying in the woods you know i'd rather have that than leaves and berries yeah well you know mike i can live off the land i know how to do that <laughs> uh whether to work or not is another decision 122 different decisions we all make on a daily basis this is this poll uh i guess yeah i guess you can decide I, yeah, you wake up, you're like, how do I feel? If you feel sick, you maybe contemplate not going in. Then you're like, what excuse can I give my boss? So, you know, because I've already used all my sick days. What can I say? Um, yeah, there's a lot of decisions in there. God, there's somebody I'd love to ask that question to. Did you wake up every day and say, I'm just not going to work? 
<laughs> like was that a, yes. was that a conscious decision or are you just too stupid and dumb and talentless to do it? <laughs> that's I would love to. That's a one. If I had one question, that would be it. What time to go to bed is another decision. Yeah, yeah. If you're watching TV and you're sitting there and and it's usually one of you or like you or your wife or whoever else you're watching TV with, and they're like. Yeah, well, I'm going to go to bed. It's usually right in the middle of the show when you got to pause it. This is actually a very positive conversation. Think about all the decisions, because every decision that you can make means how much freedom that you have with your life. You know, a lot of people feel like they're stuck or their freedoms are being taken away, and you know, all that kind of stuff. If you're making at least 122 decisions a day, that means you've got a lot of freedom. You know, I mean, yeah. there, there are some countries that even the simplest of decisions to be made, they cannot make, you know, like women in the Middle East, they don't have a lot of decisions to make. You know, they pretty much know they ain't driving, they ain't voting, and they're wearing a sheet, you know, so they don't have to worry about what they're going to wear that day. Yeah, well, and it makes you realize, like, people ask about, like, AI, artificial intelligence, AI, and why is it taking so long? This is all these decisions for like the simplest things. This is what they have to program in there. You know, all these different little micro decisions that you make throughout your day. If it were going to replicate the human brain, that's, it has to do all these things. So it's probably really hard and takes a lot of coding. Yeah. So that's just a few of them. I don't want to go through the whole list, but I thought that was very, very interesting with all the decisions. Brandon, what is the biggest decision you've made in the last seven days? In the last seven days, um, Probably, oh, when I didn't come record on Tuesday. How bad? Tell me, I would be impressed if that was actually a major decision in your life. Well, it kind of was. It was like, all right, well, it's kind of turned to a shit show, and I didn't get the water line in, and it was out there in the thunderstorms, and uh, about to get struck by lightning. I'm trying to cover this up. Still didn't get it done, so I'm like, all right, so tomorrow, this was on Monday. I was like, all right, we got to record for like, Four hours, which means I'm not going to get done till like 1231, which means I'm not going to get out here till two, which means I can't finish this till four. And I still got to be two other places tomorrow. I'm like, there's no way I can do both. So I'm just going to have to call it on Tuesday. And I still didn't get home to eight o'clock that night. So I'm glad I did. That makes me feel good. Nate, doesn't that make you feel good? Because we thought, what, drunk, lazy, didn't care. That was one of those decisions of when we were going to fire him or not. But now that we know this kind of stuff, but do we believe him? That's a decision we have to make. Nate, do we believe him? Let's make the decision together. Um, I do. Okay, I will too. I believe you. Because <laughs> he, he has called out not many times, but all the times they were for work. It wasn't like, you know, hey, I'm hungover or, or I'm sick or whatever. He Even sick, we've all gotten on here. Yeah, with COVID and all. What happens mm-hmm. when I can't make a recording? You know, Brandon, have you ever thought about that? The decision I'd have to make, I'm not going to make it, guys, because I've got to go put in a back pump, flow pump, 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 pump. If that was your livelihood, I would be like, okay, I understand. We'll see you Sunday. You don't know anything about my livelihood. I've got all kinds of livelihood things going on in the background that you're unaware of. I'm a busy, busy man with my livelihood. What, you think that's funny? <laughs> you think I'm, think I'm lying to you? You think I don't have anything going on? I uh, I have an Etsy. Well, your livelihood is like your job that you're working. He's saying he, if that was your job, he would understand. I have, a, I have an Etsy store that I knit <laughs> scarves and sweaters for people. 
And I get up first thing in the morning and I start knitting, especially with Christmas coming up. You know, people are going to want, you know, these handcrafted crocheted knit scarves. Thanks. <laughs> you can put your uh, core caddies on Etsy. So you uh, 3D printed them yourself. Uh, no, these are not 3D printed. These are these are mold injection, ABS, high quality plastic. I know, but on Etsy, everything has to be like handmade and shit. So you can just say that you did it yourself. Well, I. You tied the strings. I, I worked very hard making the money with my hands to pay for that fucking thing, especially shipping. You know, and somebody wants me on their podcast to talk about it. A tennis podcast. I was like, well, that's kind of neat. It's like, okay, I'll do it. I haven't heard back from him. <laughs> you asked me. Sure. Not a problem. All right. Nate's Mexico moment. And now a Mexico moment with Nate. All right. Go ahead. Hello, Nate. Mexico Momo with Nate, sponsored by Furry Family Comfort Care. Stephanie is a registered veterinary technician certified in hospice and palliative care for dogs and cats. With over 20 years experience, they do things like mobile and virtual assessments. Do I need to take my dog or cat to the vet for this? Personal nurse for your fur baby that can collaborate with your vet to ensure the best care possible for your pet. And mention the BS now for 50% off your first appointment, whether it be a consultation about your pet's health, hospice consult, cold laser therapy, or 50% off one night for your dog or cat at the Furry Family Comfort Care Resort. You can find Furry Family Comfort at FurryFamilyCC.com. That's FurryFamilyCC.com. Yes, we love Stephanie. She just renewed with the podcasts. So thank you, Stephanie, and thank you to family, uh, Furry Family Comfort Care. All right, go ahead. All right, do you guys want uh, an Iowa moment or a Mexico moment? Huh. Well, it is called Nate's Mexico Moment, but it could be a moment in Iowa because you're now a Mexican resident. Which story is better? Um, probably the Iowa one. God, another decision, Brandon, we have to make today. <laughs> so we a agree. I, a, a Nate Mexico moment from next Mexico mate, Nate in Iowa. That, that. <laughs> All right, give us the Iowa. Okay, um, so downtown Des Moines, uh, the capital of Iowa, is where uh, we were going out to brunch with my family. And there's a river that runs through downtown, uh, kind of like most cities or a lot of cities. They have a big river that runs through the center of it, and it's usually how a lot of the cities started. Um, but so downtown is is very walkable. Um, there are lots of bars and restaurants and places to go. And so we are going out to brunch, um, me, my parents, and just Alexis. And we drove there, um, but you could walk there if you wanted. It was just really hot at the time. And so we went to brunch. It was delicious, right by the river. And after we were done, I was kind of full. And I don't get to walk here as much as I did in, or I do in Mexico. So um, I just feel like, I just felt like, you know, when you don't, maybe you miss a day at working out or something and you just feel kind of blah and you need to get some exercise in. Um, or like after dinner, you oh, know, yeah. you go out for I a love, walk. Love walking after dinner. Love it. After I yeah. eat, period. Yeah. So that's how I felt. So I was like, I need to walk. So I was going to walk back, um, back to the condo where we were going. And my mom's like, oh, okay, I'll walk with you. And so my dad and Alexis took the car and they went back, um, in the car. So we started walking and we crossed this bridge 
that goes over the river right by um we have a baseball team called the Iowa Cubs they're like the farm team for the Chicago Cubs and so we're walking by the stadium and then down the river um they have this area where they have like kind of staircases that go down to like river level and there's this sidewalk that's almost, it's maybe like three inches above the water and it goes all along the river. So people run down there. A lot of people go fishing um, and just kind of, you know, enjoy the river and usually just walk in or, you know, riding your bike or something. But so we decide to go down there and we go down um, the, uh, the staircase into like this, this um, sidewalky area. So I'm walking along and right when we were walking up to the, the, uh, the staircase there was this family going down there and they had like fishing poles and like it looked like a picnic basket and so it was like two two younger kids the one of the the kids was maybe 10 the other one i think was like four or five like they were pretty young the dad um once they got down there they set up and they go to the right and we go to the left and we're walking and i hear a splash and i was like uh, this isn't a river that you want to go swimming in. It's kind of, uh, you know, it's in, it's in the middle of a city. You usually don't go swimming in the river, like downtown anywhere. Yeah. And uh, so I hear this splash and I turn around and they had a little like kind of chihuahua type dog. And it, it, I don't know if it jumped in or it fell in, but it was in the river and you could see it like panicking. And it was trying to swim and get up and the mom's kind of like screaming and the two kids at first it was like kind of quiet, like, Oh, let's get the dog. And then it was, you could tell it was struggling and it wasn't coming over to them because uh, the current of the river. And so I'm like, we're walking the opposite way and I'm turning around. I'm kind of watching this and I'm like, Oh, they'll, they'll grab him. Cause he wasn't that far out, but then he started getting further out. And I was like, Oh shit. Like then the kids start panicking and the little, the little girl screams. And so I'm like, Oh fuck, I got to do something here. And the dad was just sitting there in his chair. So I turn around and I kick off my shoes and I'm like book Like I'm sprinting back and I'm getting ready to take off my shirt. And at the last second, this like 10 year old boy just jumps in with all of his clothes <laughs> and gets in the, and then saves the dog. And, uh, and so I just stopped and I turned around and they could see that I was coming to help. They're like, Oh, thank you. Thank you. The dad still didn't get out of the fucking chair. But then as I was walking away, so, you know, like that flesh or the brain eating amoebas in Florida. Yeah. So they just had one in Iowa and it was a guy from Missouri that, or maybe it was a kid. They, anyway, he died, like oh. ate his brain or whatever. Um, so it was kind of a warning around, you know, not the, it wasn't in this river, but you know, around Iowa, central Iowa. And so when I'm walking away, I hear the the wife or the girlfriend go to the, the husband and be like, if my kid gets uh, this flesh eating amoeba, I'm going to kick your fucking ass because the kid had to jump into the river <laughs> to save their little chihuahua dog. So you know, you I was know, almost a hero, but yeah. I, I tried. At least I did something. Yeah, your, your heart was in the right place. That's way cool. That's awesome. Uh, the, the stuff like this, the flesh eating amoeba stuff and whatnot. Florida's got a uh, always on the left coast has got a huge problem like Sarasota and and those areas and a lot of the a lot of the times the issue is these dog parks um, though when it rains the waste will get into the water and it pushes that's what the issue was in in uh, Sarasota Venice is there was one specific dog park and they had a lot of rain and people weren't picking up after their dogs. So it would wash their duties into the water, creating this whatever. And it was making people sick and even killing some people. It was pretty nasty. I don't know if that's the same case in Iowa or not. Why didn't you turn? How old was his dad? I, tell me he was 90. I don't know. No, he was, uh, he was like dad. I don't know. He was like 
50 or 60. I mean, was probably in his 50s. Fuck, dude. What was his yeah. problem? Why didn't he say something? I don't know. He wasn't even moving. I don't know. I didn't want to. I mean, this guy didn't give two shits about his family being, you know, upset. So I didn't want to confront this guy. But yeah, he didn't even move. Didn't even get out of his chair. Yeah, he should have beat the shit out of him. What a dick. Yeah. What an asshole. Who does that? I told you this story when I was a kid in Maryland and it was wintertime. It was frozen over. You know, the Magathy River, which we, our house was off of, which opens up to the Chesapeake Bay. And, you know, this is how much my, this is how much my, my mom loved me or cared about me. I was like, I'm going outside, mom. Okay, cool. I I was never told never to walk on uh, the ice. Never. Not once as a kid to walk on the ice. Probably like six years old. I'm out there with our dog, Buffy, a Cocker Spaniel. And we're walking in the middle of the water on the ice. Like, just, just have to. Just had to fall in and die. That's all. Thank God my neighbor, Pammy Dietrich's father, saw me walking on the ice. And we're walking, me and Buffy. Buffy falls through the ice and is in the water. And I didn't know what to do. So I jump in to push Buffy out of the water. And now, you know, like, like you don't really get how difficult it is. You know, you see people drown. Like, how the fuck did you drown? Why don't you just pull yourself up? Well, the water's so cold, you're going to get hypothermia, one, and a shock to your body. But two, the ice is thick in different places. So, like, if you're trying to get yourself back up on the ice, it's not going to hold you. So you just keep chipping away the ice, right? And then you start to panic. Uh, And then you might get to a point where you start to go under and the ice is actually thick enough to keep you down. It's It's a thing. Like, I've been there as a kid. And so... um. I, re- I think he came out and pulled me up. I think that's what happened. He had a towel and, you know, like that. And I remember when I walked back in the house and she's like, why are you all wet? I said, did you just hear me screaming? She's like, no. I said, I fell on the ice. I went to, the dog fell through the ice and I, I jumped in after the dog and then I got stuck. And uh, Mr. Dietrich came over and helped me. She's like, oh, isn't that nice of him? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Who lets a six-year-old just go outside on the ice? What an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you how much my mom loved me. Anyway, all right, good story. I know you didn't get to save the day, but in my eyes, you're a hero. <laughs> Thank you. I, I can just see Nate just running. Like, no, fuck you, kid. I'm getting the dog. <laughs> jump in anyway. <laughs> I was ready to jump in because I was like, I'm not going to listen to this dog drown right here. Jesus. If If you got to... If you got to the point where you're about to jump in and the kid had not jumped in yet, but was about to jump in, would you have stopped him so you could jump in? Yeah, I probably would have pushed it. Like, while he was getting in, I would have pushed him out of the way while I dove in at the same time. <laughs> Don't worry, kid. This is for a grown-up. This is for Mr. Mexico. <laughs> All right, good story. Let's talk to our guest. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Watkins Law Firm, trial and litigation attorneys. So if it's personal injury, wrongful death, contracts and transactions, landlord and tenant disputes, or just general civil litigation, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC is where you need to go. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC. And here's Tyler's tip of the day. In Georgia, if someone doesn't perform under a contract, the usual remedy is money. While in some cases you can have the court order them to perform, usually they won't because indentured servitude is not a thing anymore. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, watkinslawfirm.llc, serving all of Georgia. Next time, talk to Tyler. I'm so happy that so many of you enjoy 
Nuberty's Men's Wellness League's uh, practitioner, Diane Spiva, when she comes on the podcast. I think it's great. You know, I've been going to Nuberty's Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs, Georgia, for well over a year with testosterone maintenance. But they do so much more than that. With a weight loss program, sexual health, pain and joint management, Nuberty's Men's Wellness League is a men's wellness facility for guys and guys only. Guys, as you get older, your body starts to break down. There are things that you can control and there are things that you can't control. Just pop into Nuberty's Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs or go online to menswellnessleague.com and schedule a phone call just to see where you're at. It could possibly save your life. That's a true story actually happened to a listener, right? So right now, the Wellness Combine, get it for 99 bucks. That's $200 off the regular pl- uh, price. Plus, mention the BS Podcast and get 10% off that price. But you got to mention the BS Podcast. Go to menswellnessleague.com. Hit that schedule button. Son of a bitch. I just called to say you should subscribe to The Bailey Show, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. And back to you, Jason. People love you love when we have Diane Spiva on the podcast, the nurse practitioner from Nuberty's Men's uh Men's Wellness Center in Sandy Springs, Georgia, where I've been going to for well over a year for numerous things. I've done PRP therapy, I've which works fantastically for my shoulder. Uh, I, I do testosterone maintenance on a weekly basis. Uh, I get my B12 injections. I do vitamin cocktails. I think I am soon going to start... Like, I'll lose a few pounds. I'm not heavy. I just want to lose a few pounds. Uh... <laughs> That there's this this new stuff that I just heard about on my my visit there the other day, which Diane could tell us about, because there's HCG, which many people are aware of. Both Nate and I have done HCG before, Diane. And then yeah. there's something new. What, what's the new stuff called? It's called semaglutide. Ooh. It's a, an anti-diabetic medication. It's actually been on the market for a while. It was originally developed for diabetics. Um, over a decade ago, and what they did, what they found when those patients were on that is they consistently had about a fifteen percent reduction in their overall body fat. So, wow. um, so Powers of B decided to do a bunch of studies and see if that was safe to use in those of us that are not diabetics. Yeah, and and the studies clearly showed it was safe to use and actually was equally as effective. And the FDA recently um, approved that for use for weight loss in non-diabetics. All right, spell spell that for us. S-E-M-A-G-L-U-T-I-D-E. Semaglutide. Semaglutide. Yep. Semaglutide. Nate, have you ever heard of that? I have not. Yeah. It sounds like something. It sounds like that white stuff you get on the corners of your mouth. <laughs> you got some smemiglotide over there. <laughs> or, or let's, let's spice up our sex life. Why don't you grab that, uh, that tube of semaglide? Semaglotide. The real, ter- the real, uh, the way to say it, it sounds like a, a dinosaur. <laughs> got eaten by it, a it does, Actually, it does. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, so w- the, the difference is between this as far as how to take it versus HCG. So HCG, you know, they're shots that you can take at home, but they're daily shots with like three on one day off three on something of the effect, you know, not a big deal. You just poke in your belly. Um, but you have to watch your calorie count to the point where you're only, I know the first round of HCG, actually, before I started working with you guys, uh, it was an 800 calorie count, which it's not the most difficult thing in the world to do. Um, but if you're not used to only taking it 800 calories, mm-hmm. it's a game changer. You know, it's a, it it's a total game changer. This, you don't have to do that, right? You just have to watch what you eat, not so much the calorie count. Correct. Um it, you know, and you're right. The difference is in the HEG, it's a once a day injection. And with the, you know, it's a tiny needle, it's the insulin syringe. It's a once a day injection. And the semaglutide is a once a week injection. Um, and the diet is much more friendly. So the HEG, it can be anywhere from a 500 calorie diet to up to a, you know, a 500 and 800 or a thousand calorie diet, um, depending on how much weight you, you know, you are to begin with and, and how much you want to lose. With the semaglutide, it's just eating healthy. Um, so you can, we, you still have to control your portion sizes, but, um, and we, and we, we have you somewhat watch your, your caloric intake because, you know, excess calories no matter what will make it difficult. The, the benefit of the semaglutide is it, it slows down your, your actual digestion. So you're, you fill up faster and you stay full longer. So it, it, it's very, it's very, um, it decreases your need for more food, your desire to have more food. All right. So what are the side effects? You know, I, I definitely, every time we have Diane on, I, I want to make sure that people don't think that these conversations are just some kind of smoke and mirrors, big commercial for Nuberty's men's wellness facility, because obviously uh, Nuberty is a sponsor of the podcast. I've been endorsing Nuberty for quite some time, even on the radio show. But when it comes to our health, I want to make sure that we're completely transparent or you're completely transparent on Mm -hmm. what could possibly be the side effects to these things. Sure. It's a good question. The the number one side effect with it, of course, since we're slowing down your GI tract is going to be um, our GI symptoms. So it's generally going to be, you know, upset, um, acid reflux, um, can have constipation, um, those are the those are the major ones, but even with those, um, they're usually up front, so they are probably you know most um, prevalent at when you first start the medication. But the studies show that they gradually um, dissipate over time and resolve after just a few weeks. So um, if you can kind of bite the bullet and get through that, it's usually easier. So so with the upset stomach and, and the gastro um, stuff, like I have acid reflux. So would this, could, could I, could I do this, uh, or not? I mean, if your acid reflux is controlled with, you know, everyday medication, it is. um, then you could probably still do that, that, but if it's not controlled, we're slowing everything up. So it's going to back up and it'd probably make it more difficult for you to handle that you know this what, particular diet. You know what gets me is, is chicken, white meat chicken. I'm, I'm not a white meat chicken fan, but when I eat, it's the weirdest thing. My wife will cook like white, you know, like a breast, and I'll eat it, and and I, it'll get stuck in my esophagus, and I have to go regurgitate it. 
Um, and it's really just that. Or if I'm really hungry, like I haven't eaten all day or something, and I'm eating and probably eating too fast, it like gets caught in my esophagus, and I have to go throw it up in order to come back. But but it's like this this swallow where it, once I get that swallow down, it goes away and it's gone. Poof. You have to chew your food. Yeah. <laughs> Sucking it up. The, the HCG worked for you, right, Nate? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I lost a, a good amount of weight on it, but I think I didn't learn, like, the um, how to keep it off, I guess. So I, I think it came back, but then I eventually I did learn how to do it and, uh, and kept it off, still did. This sounds better, though. I like this, you know. Yeah. Some kind of, I can't even say it. <laughs> Semaglutide. Semaglutide. Yeah. You see them in caves. <laughs> Semaglutide, yes. Watch <laughs> out. Don't get stuck on the semaglutide. Uh, so I like that. I think I'm going to talk with Miguel and and, and you and, and maybe see if I can uh, start doing this because I'd like to lose probably about 12 pounds, 10, 12 pounds. I'd like to be around that 202 range. See, when you have less than 30 pounds to lose, I think the semaglutide is a better option anyway. So um, to me, the HCG diet, it's pretty stringent. It, it works great if you have 30 pounds or more to lose. Um, it, you know, you can only be on the HCG for three months. The semaglutide works really well to lose weight. You know, 10, 15 pounds is not uncommon, depending on how much weight you have to lose with the, um, with that semaglutide, with the, with the, other diet with a severe calorie um, uh, restriction, it, that can be a little harder to do. But but you but you have great results. You can lose thirty pounds a month with that one. Yeah, I lost thirty three pounds in five weeks. Yep. And but I passed out three different occasions. Wow. Yeah, low sugar. That's what it was. My wife actually still to this day carries Twizzlers in her purse in case I pass out. Yeah, you weren't getting enough to eat. I probably would have increased your caloric intake a little bit. And that's why, to me, HCG isn't a good option for diabetics. I don't, I don't place them on that because that severe calorie restriction is, is, is harsh. On the, It just drops your blood sugar too dramatically. Oh, it was scary. That's, that's why I was like, I don't want to do it anymore. I can't do that diet. It was just, I mean, the first time I was on a gambling boat and I fell and I, my forehead missed the slot machine by like a matter of an inch. And I blacked out. I'd never done that before. And I could hear things, but I couldn't see anything. And I could, it was like in a movie, you know, when somebody's coming to, it was exactly like that. And I could hear my wife, it kept getting louder. And then as my eyes started to open, all as I could see was myself because the, the ceiling in this, gambling boat was reflective gold <laughs> and, and, and i could hear the 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 slot machines and i'm like i've died and gone to heaven <laughs> this is great i go who knew heaven was a casino and i actually thought this at the time and then everything started to it was like pleasantville color started to come into my life you know and i had the paramedics and they're giving me you know i was like what do you need i was like i think i need food you know, and that, that was one of, I think, three times that that's happened. It just, it was too scary for me. So yeah. uh, I like And you weren't drinking thing. alcohol, right? Oh, well, that's, yeah, they told me not to do that. I know. It's, <laughs> it, was, it was, it was usually uh, a lot of alcohol, but yeah, it was, that's it. Anyway, so yeah. for, for guys that are listening, you know, and I know Brandon, and I'm not taking shots at you, Brandon, but you've mentioned this a couple times. You'd like to lose a couple pounds. And it's tough, especially for, you know, a lot of guys, including Brandon, 
whose schedule's just crazy. He's up at, you know, 7 a.m. and he's going till 8 p.m. at night. Doesn't have time to get in the gym. Might not have time to to have the right diet. You know, these aren't miracles. You know, with the with the HCG and the Slamegal Tide, um, you still have to put in the effort. So if you ask yourself, like, all right, how did I put on this weight? What are what are the answers other than look? Just stop eating ice cream. I mean, it's a really good question because a lot of guys do that because they feel like they're not eating any more than they, you know, when they're 18, 19, 20 um, and their testosterone was better. You know, they had this, you know, great metabolism and, and they're feeling like they're not eating any more and they're, um, but they're getting, they're putting on weight and it's, it's disappointing. But the things that there's other things that happen besides, you know, they're the same things that lead to that drop in that testosterone level. And that is that um, we, you know, drinking alcohol is one of those. It's, you know, we, if we drink a lot of alcohol, happy hour kills that kills us. It um, it just it's a lot of calories in alcohol. So when you if you consume two drinks, whether that's two beers, two wines, um, and that, and you have three rounded meals a day, you're already ten percent over your daily caloric intake for a normal um, healthy male. So um, you know there's that's one reason too. Um, it's we we supersize everything. United States of America, so it's portion control. Um, while we might have gotten away with that when when, when we were younger, um, we don't get away with it later in life. And the reason for that is, are many, but it's usually we're more sedentary. Once you have your own home and you're working, you tend to want to go home and relax. So we become more sedentary. So we're not as active as we were when we were younger. So you know, just remaining active. If you don't want to put the weight on, you're going to have to not not necessarily stay home. If you do go home, at least get out and walk around, walk around the block. Um, but you know, keeping active. Um, when you um, have children, that also makes you more sedentary because it's harder to take a baby out to the same places you would have gone before. So you end up staying home. So all of those things you know, help to contribute to that. So it's, you know, just kind of watching what you eat, watch what you drink, and, and just remaining active are, are, are the key key components to actually help and reduce that weight gain. Yeah. With the, with the alcohol, because I remember – Again, going back, this is over 10 years ago when I dropped a good amount of weight. When the nutritionist that I was working with at the time in Orlando said, what do you what do you drink alcohol wise? And I said, well, you know, I'll have beer or a captain and diet, uh, something like that. And I made sure I said diet, you know, thinking like, well, he's on the right track. He goes, <laughs> you got to stop the beer. The beer is just going to kill you because of the carbs that are in beer. And he goes, any dark liquor, you got to get rid of it. So immediately I went to vodka and soda water and I'll never forget the first night that I was drinking just vodka and soda water and just a ton of lemons and a ton of limes. And we were watching Everclear. It was an Everclear concert. And, uh, and, and that's all I've, you know, now I've changed a little bit. I've kind of gone back and I'll have a beer every now and again. And, um, but the drinks, you know, I might put some ginger beer in my vodka, which is, is not probably the best for you, but for the main part, I'll have a vodka and soda water. Is that the drink if you are going to drink alcohol, vodka, soda water? Um, so clear, hard liquors that are clear, they have the fewest calories, usually about 60 um, to 80 calories uh, an ounce. So it depends how much, you know, how much you drink, obviously. So yeah. it can add up fast. Any of the mixers, I mean, you, you made a wise choice with the, with the carbonated, um, the 
water and then also, you know, the fresh, the fresh fruit. But once you add any simple syrup or that you put it back out, back up there to the range of the beer. Because the average calorie intake for a man is what, 2,200 calories, give or take? 2,200 calories. Oh, it is. How smart I am. Good, Good memory. But you, outside of what you lose during the day with whatever activity you're doing, there is the uh, calories you lose at night when you're sleeping. People don't realize that you actually burn calories when you sleep, and actually a good amount of calories. You you do. So it's called base metabolic rate. That basal metabolic rate is um, if you're in good shape, you you may have a 2,200, 2,500 calorie um, basal metabolic rate, so you don't have to do as much, but... You have to be in pretty good shape for that to begin with, and that's probably what was happening back when we were younger, as we had that high basal metabolic rate. But as we, as we um, are more sedentary and we we lose some of that fat, that muscle, and we we gain more uh, body fat, we that decreases. So you may actually only have a sixteen hundred mm-hmm. calorie based metabolic rate. So in order for you to burn that 22 or 2,500 calorie diet or more, you're going to have to do some, a lot of work. Are you taking all this in Brandon? I see you're listening intently. Like you have a million questions asked. Diane. Yeah. Uh, I was, you know, I'm thinking about it. Cause usually I only eat like one time a day and it's at night. And I used, usually my diet consists of Gatorade during the day, the zero sugar, or they got this new kind, uh, yeah. I can't remember what it's called, but it's pretty good. Yeah. And it has like, the fruits and the bottle looks cool and everything. Uh, but I usually just drink water, Gatorade, maybe a body armor, a white monster. Uh, and then I get home and I'll have a meal and then like four or five beers. That's really about my, my day consists of, but, but the, but then you go to sleep. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you well, sh- you know, you shouldn't eat after seven. Well, I guess depending on what time you go to bed, but you know, you shouldn't eat after what? 7 PM, right? Diane. And then, you know, make sure you're getting sure. at least six to seven hours of sleep. You shouldn't, um, especially, you know, I don't know how much you sleep. So sleep plays a really important role in that too. If you're not sleeping at least seven to eight hours a night, you're never reaching that REM stage of sleep. And, and, and that's where our body does a lot of, you know, the repair it needs to do. But you're, if you're, if you're eating and then you go to sleep and you're slowing everything down, when you go to sleep, then all that, all that just sits in your, in your GI tract and um, you just gain more weight. So uh, I think that, um, the other thing that you're doing wrong and, you know, I've been guilty of the same thing, but, but I know better. And that is that when you don't eat all day long, your body, um, you know, it's not looking, it's actually preserving, it's actually reserving fat stores for the, because it doesn't know when its next meal is going to be. Mm-hmm. So it, it also is, you know, it's, it's causing some insulin resistance as you put that, as you put that weight on in your, in your midsection. So um, when you do that, you, um, you're having some fluctuations in your blood sugar that are making you feel hungry at the wrong time of the day. So um, I think that I would visit, you know, making sure you have breakfast and lunch, which are the, those key meals that are going to give you more energy to make you want to get out there and be more active. And then um, making sure that what you're eating is healthy, obviously, um, watching those portion portion sizes and, and trying to avoid eating after seven, avoiding late night dining. Yeah. yeah, that's why that's why you can't have a relationship, Brandon. All your girls are like, Ugh, you got a gross GI tract. They don't, they don't want anything to do with you. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm not even going to try to get you into Nubertine anymore because I had set it up 
and you totally fluffed it, man. You just, you just, you just, you just ghosted the whole scenario. Like you can no, be. Oh no, you set it up the day of without even asking me. We did it on air, and then I had to call and tell him that I couldn't make it. You know, I did call. Him. Call. I let him know. <laughs> yeah, I think I had told him to call. You know, I was like, make sure, you, make sure you call up there. He uh, did. All right, so um, the the stress is another thing that I think is important, and I. I, I believe a lot of people don't understand or don't guys especially don't accept how stressful their lives are. Like, I think a lot of people would think, well, you know, I just do this for a living. It's not that stressful. It could be 10 times worse because I could be doing that. Just take what you do and your stress level. And I can tell you from experience, you know, 2006 to 2008, my stress level was so bad that it put me in the emergency room. And that's when I put on all the weight. That is a huge contributor mm -hmm. to gaining weight. Why is that? That cortisol level. And when we're stressed, our body has a response to that. It's a stress. It's a it's a response to the stress. And, you know, we have that dopamine response and it starts pumping out. Um you know, that dopamine that's um, it's actually raising your heart rate. And, and then when you come back down, because you can only run that, that fight or flight response for so long, your, your body starts slowing back down again. But then that cortisol level rises as, to try to deal with that. And that cortisol level helps. It's responsible for putting on more visceral fat, that, that fat around your abdomen, and, which is the hardest fat to get. That belly fat is the hardest to get rid of. Tell me it causes, you know, a, a lot of uh, changes in your hormones and those, and that results in it's, it's almost like a, a vicious cycle because that in turn messing with your heart, your estrogen level, it ends up um, dropping your testosterone, raising your estrogen level and makes you hold on to that fat. So it's harder to get rid of as well. I want one of those. Uh, I think Nate, you haven't when you get all shredded up, but you see those guys that got that little thing in the front you know, like the V, the V, you know, they walk around and their, their pants are kind of hanging down and it just like pops out. And it's like, God, it's, it, chicks just look at that and go, oh, so sexy. you know, and I'm walking around. I got this little hanging down and pulling up my pants real high. Thank God. The new trend <laughs> is to pull your pants up real high or have high waistbands. Like, Jesus, I can't do anything about it. I say that in jest, but actually, you know, I feel great. I, I feel like I, I look the best that I've looked in a very long time. And I think it's because not only of the testosterone maintenance, but we added the DECA to my, to my schedule. Um, right. So I can feel that. And I'm only in the gym right now, three times a week. So yeah, it's good. I mean, you, I like to be the five day a week guy, but I play tennis the other four days out of the week. So every day I'm doing something and that's the other, you know, that's the other thing that, that guys will have a problem with or anybody I should say, they're like, well, I don't have time to exercise. So I always, when I hear that, I'm like, that's not true. You have to make time to exercise because what Diane was just saying with the stress management, you know, if you're trying to find a way to kind of fight that stressful situation, exercising is the best, in my opinion, way to fight that, right? It is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, absolutely it is. So it's, you know, doing that, finding that time. If you, if you keep on saying it, you're just creating more stress, it's actually just compounding itself. So, um, you know, sex, um, exercise, 
uh, and finding, you know, even a 15, 20 minute break where it's just you time, where you just, you don't think about anything else. You just find that relaxation time. Those are all key um, to, to actually decrease in that stress level, helping you manage it better. And this is the brilliance of Brandon. He's been able to combine two of those things into one, uh, you time and sex, right? <laughs> that was a masturbation joke. It was funny. Come on. What are you doing? <laughs> and when you say you don't have time to go work out, like Brandon, your schedule's crazy, right? You get up real early in the morning. You don't get home till late at night, getting this business off the ground. You probably say, I don't have time to, to exercise, right? Yeah. And I also kind of just tell myself like, hey, you're exercising during the day. You're soaking wet. And you're getting like 15,000 steps a day. You're good. I told myself at least, but that's, there, there's a little, maybe a little truth to that, Diane. Right. But it, it's, you need a little bit more than that. You do, but I, I'm proud of you for the 15,000 steps. So just getting up there and moving around is, is sometimes all it takes, but, but it's always diet and exercise. It's never going to be just one or the other. So I think you still have some work to do on the diet. You Well, yeah, the diet, but also here's what you do is every thousand steps do 10 push-ups. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just stop wherever you're at doing whatever it is that you're doing and go, hold on for a second and just get 10 push-ups in, you know, get like, or, or, or put together a routine where, you know, it's 10 push-ups, 10 squats, uh, you know, 10 this or 10 that, you know, like two minutes of exercise of, of muscle building exercise. Cause your steps aren't going to build muscle. It's you're, you're that's, yeah. you know, it's not and the American Heart Association and which is what I which is what I recommend for all my clients. You know, they want you to get that heart rate up by, uh, you know, increase that heart rate for at least 50 minutes, at least five days of the week. So that's for heart health. So if you're not wanting to have to develop, you know, heart disease. Um, and you know, you want to be able to still get up and move around. You, you want to make sure that you're, you're, you're also challenging that heart. You want to get that up to what, like 130, 40, 50. You want to increase that by at least 20%. So if your heart rate's at 80, I like what I like about 25%. So I say, um, you know, get it up there to about 120 and it, it doesn't have to be sustained. So when I say 50 minutes in a day, that doesn't mean consecutively, just 50 minutes total. So that, so that stopping and doing those push-ups after you've walked a thousand steps is perfect. You're going to get your heart rate up. You can do that mowing the yard. You can do that having sex, whatever gets that heart rate up. Brandon, what did I tell you about vaping when we're talking to Diane? Oh, shit, that's it's, right. It's yeah. just a bad look. I mean, we're talking about men's health, and you're sitting there blowing vapes out of your face. Well, I'm the perfect example. Of, you know, you got to mold me to something new. <laughs> uh, I'm sitting here talking about his heart and his lungs, and he's smoking away. <laughs> I know, what are you doing? Uh, Nate, do you have a question for Diane? You're pretty up to speed on all this stuff. I mean, you're a healthy guy. You look great, you know, and I think a lot of that has to do with the lifestyle change, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, and I was uh, wondering about, like, we were talking with Brandon about the diet is what is the, is it still the norm? Like the three square meals? I see some people do like these micro meals and some do fasting. Is it like, if you're not trying to lose weight, but just trying to be healthy, is it still just three square meals a day? It, it can be just make sure that they're healthy. Cause you want to make sure you're getting those fruits and vegetables. Um, it's about eating the right foods to maintain your the, that, those vitamins and minerals that your body needs for you know to keep it healthy to for immunity, um, for bone health, the whole shebang. The um, as far as uh, if 
the, those micro meals, I'm thinking you're talking about like having six small meals a day as opposed to three meals. Um, right. How that works is, um, and I and I do. That's my actually my favorite recommendation is that that three small meals. What it does it? It just keeps that blood sugar very more stable. So instead of being spiky throughout the day, um, it just keeps that blood sugar nice and steady. So it decreases actually your those food cravings and it um, and your and the and the storage of fat. But, but you would say, Diane, that everybody's different and what might work mm-hmm. for me is not going to work for Nate and vice versa. And I'll give you an example. Exactly. There, there's a, uh, a friend of mine. He's an older gentleman. He's, I believe, 70. You know, I play tennis with him. Great guy. He's had everything in his body replaced. He's just full of metal. But he's in he, he every surgery known to man. And he had to lose some weight for health reasons. Uh, and he dropped a quick 20 pounds and I said, uh, I said, Abe, what did you do? And he goes, stop eating breakfast. I don't eat until noon. I can't do that. I've got to put something in my body first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. And it's just, or I, I don't feel like I can function. I don't have energy to do it. I said, doesn't that take a lot of your energy out? He goes, no, it, I, feel, I feel even better. I'm like, okay. So it works for him, right? It does. And that's that intermittent fasting. You probably didn't eat all the way through the night. So he's doing an eight to twelve hour fast, and that's then that has clearly been shown to be very effective for losing weight and, and for some people. Mm-hmm. So um, if he if he can handle that and he doesn't have that same fatigue in the morning, then um, that's working for him. But a lot of people choose to do their fasting over over the night too, and that does work. And then hormone replacement therapy, which is the testosterone maintenance, mm-hmm. um, is what I've been doing for the past year. And we've discussed this on uh, previous episodes with you, but just a quick brush over, you know, the, I'll say my piece and then Diane say, do, do everything else. But it, it, it infuriates me that our federal government downplays the testosterone level range for men for your insurance to help out. There's no reason at whatever age, whether you're 47 like me or in your late 30s like Nate or even early 20s like Brandon, why you shouldn't and couldn't and can't have a testosterone level 900 to you know 1100 and still have a lot of energy and make your life better. And it's it's not detrimental to your body. It's not hurting your body at all. Exactly. Um, yeah, it, you know. And you remember because I've talked about the other uh, on the, one of the other shows is that testosterone level that range was developed back in the 1950s and they've never adjusted it. It's, it's it was clearly after a very small population of people with without consideration of other age groups, other cultures, and and, and you know we're living in a different age and time than we were in the 1950s. Yeah, absolutely. And, and every two percenter that has gone to New Bertie's Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs because of, you know, me, the podcaster, what have you, uh, has thanked me. I've, I've gotten personal messages from, I think, just about every single one of them thanking me. Well, I didn't do anything. I just gave you a heads up. Diane, Miguel, the staff at New Bertie, they're the ones you need to thank. Uh, because it, it, it's godsend, really, you know, for, for, for us dudes to be able to go there. And, and the key word is longevity. We want to be around for our family, our kids, and, you know, ourselves. So you want to feel good about yourself. The, the testosterone maintenance, just educate yourself. Google it. 
you know, makes you know, like, well, it's just some kind of uh, steroid weird scam. No, it's not. <laughs> just Google it. Do your own. Guys research. like it. Yeah. It makes it actually makes it makes an improvement in their quality of life. So absolutely, absolutely. Uh, menswellnessleague.com. If you are in the Atlanta area, you can go on to menswellnessleague.com and you can hit uh, the schedule um, schedule uh, an appointment, and, and somebody will call you. Uh, which is great. When you do talk to somebody at Nuber T, make sure you tell them that you're a listener of the show because there's a great deal that goes along with it. Uh, you're going to get a vitamin cocktail for free. That's a value of $150. Plus, there's a deal on the wellness combine, which you're going to get for only $99. And that's $200 off the regular price. But just mention the BS, Bailey, the Bailey Show, whatever it is. They know who I am. Um, and, and start, you know, get going there. You know, and, and it's not one of those things, Diane. And I don't know how many times this happens. You know, like people will say, oh, I'm going to start my diet. I'm going to start. I'm going to wait till the new year. I'm going to say, start it now, right? Don't wait for anything. Sure. I, I agree with that. With the exception of if you have a, if you have, you're going on, on a vacation to the Caribbean next, next week and you're going to be back in 10 days. You, you, and I know you're going to eat and drink on that vacation. We'll just start it when you come back on the other side. But yes, otherwise, go ahead and get, and don't wait for the next next holiday to come. Yeah. Well, I'm not just talking about the weight loss stuff that you guys do. I'm talking about the testosterone maintenance. You know, even if you are oh, going, yeah, there's no pers- reason to wait. You'd be better off to come and have that shot that day before you go on vacation. You're going to feel a whole lot better. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Brandon, you got any other questions for Diane? Uh, yeah. So like, I'm like driving around a lot, you know, I'm at these, uh, job sites and usually I go eat at the gas station. We have Frasers down here. They got a whole kitchen and everything. That's probably not the best food to be eating. What what probably should yeah. I be eating for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Like just a uh, a protein bar or something like that, or a Nutrigrain bar, or what do you think I should be eating? That, I, I agree that I think that would be good. So anything that ha- that's rich in grains, so um, you can do um, fruits are great. So you know any kind of fruit, um, and then you know something with grains is always a, a nice filler that'll make you feel full. The some of those bars, just be careful about which bars you're eating. Some of them have more sugar, so you want to make sure that you're you're getting something that actually offers up some protein. Um, so I like I, I think oatmeal is a good choice. So um, those are the kind of things to think about. Eggs, um, if you have if you eat any meat, make sure it's the lean meat. We all like bacon, but you know you, you got to think about all the fat that's involved with that bacon. Uh, Everything in moderation is okay. The sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit in the morning, probably not the greatest. Nah, yeah, not the greatest. <laughs> it's so good, though. Anything, that's, anything that says biscuit or sausage, not good. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Atkins, There's all your calories for the whole day right there. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Atkins bars, I found, have the lowest amount of sugar. You know, those big protein bars that you see, they look delicious. You know, it's like the apple strudel, and it's, you know, three feet long. You're like, I'm going to, man... Dude, that is just packed with sugar. And they, they kind of hornswoggle you in the back. They're like, you know, it's uh, 25 grams of sugar, which is a lot, by the way, for one serving. And then you got to go look. Oh, there's four servings in this one bar. <laughs> go, oh, shit. Yeah. You know, they so, get tricky. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you, so you got to look at that kind of stuff. If I could make a suggestion, Brandon, you know, one thing that I've learned over the years as far as weight management is changing your lifestyle. You know, Nate will tell you the exact same thing is that you have to like, it, it takes a minute to do it, but once you do it, it becomes very easy. And, mm-hmm. and one of the things in your schedule would be to 
pre-plan your meals on a Sunday, take an hour out of your Sunday and package your food for the week. You know, whether I mean, tuna fish sandwich is going to last till Friday, you know, so have five. Di- yeah, absolutely. You know, five. Different, well, I mean, put it in the refrigerator, dumbass. Three days. So or chicken, you know, I know Nate and I both used to make a bunch of chicken on Sundays and you'd have chicken and then, you know, just take a piece of bite of chicken. If you have to go to a, a fast food restaurant, say, you know, I want a chicken sandwich without the mayonnaise, the lettuce, the cheese, and the bread. And they'll say, what? And be like, yeah, pretty much just give me a piece of chicken. But even, <laughs> this is one, another reason why I don't like to go out to eat. The way that they cook food, the reason why restaurant food is so delicious is because they cook it with so much goddamn butter. And, mm-hmm. and they just drench it in butter. And it's horrible for you. Um, but you know, that's why it's good because it's got so much like steaks. When you go to a steakhouse, see how much butter that they use to base those steaks at a steakhouse a lot, you know? So, um, but pre-plan your meals, right, Diane? That's a good, that's a good thing. It is. It's exactly what we tell people to do. So pre-plan, you know, menu planning is important. It helps you kind of think about what you're eating in advance because once you get down to it and you're hungry, you're going to eat whatever you can grab. So um, if you plan in advance, it just makes it easier. It's okay to still go to that steakhouse every now and then, but it should be a rare treat. Um, We live one life. We want you to enjoy your life. You just have to, you know, you have to consider, you know, what the cost of that is. Getting in shape first is always makes that easier because, you know, when you increase that, your metabolism and you you have the ability to actually handle those fats in 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 a more healthy way. I had a piece of what's called million dollar cake. Uh, over ah. a friend of mine's house, and I never heard of it before. And it was his wife's, Steve, Donna, wife, right? Nate, girlfriend? Uh, no, girlfriend. Girlfriend, okay. It was her birthday, and I'm not a big sweets guy, but Jesus, Mary and Joseph, this, this piece <laughs> of cake was to die for. And it's funny because I don't, like I said, I don't eat sweets all that much, and I eat fairly healthy. Uh, I eat pretty good. Um, I don't eat as often as I should. That's my problem. And, and the next three or four days I was heavy. I was bloated. And that's what happens if you Mm -hmm. change your lifestyle and you eat a fairly clean, you know, diet, as soon as you go off the track, your body will react and it'll blow up. Exactly. Yeah. So I was, I I, I remember switching from regular bacon, which I loved the right, the right thick bacon, which is the worst in the whole world, but it was the best over the turkey bacon. And I didn't like it to begin with, but then, you know, now I'm used to it. When I tried a piece of bacon after that, it, it just made me ill. Oh, I love so, me some turkey bacon. I've always I love been, me some oh, turkey bacon too. Well, it's, it tastes like rubber. <laughs> what were you going to say, Nate? Oh, I was just saying that's why you eat it in moderation, like Diane said. Uh, well, not just bacon, but anything. And then you, then it does. Your body doesn't think you're strained from the diet as far. So you had that cheat meal every now and then. I feel like it helps me out. Yeah. You have any You have any questions for Diane before we let her go, right? Um, oh yeah the 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 weight loss thing you were talking about. Maybe I missed it, but is it um, is it a pill or a shot or how do you? It's a, again one of those um, little the little tiny shots like the insulin in your tummy once a week. Sim- okay, Sim- it's really it's very simple. Sim- nice semaglutin, semaglutide, semag semaglutide, 
Glue tie. Mag glue tie. Some mag. Yep. Can we come up with with some saying that goes with? (laughs) Can can, can we come up with a nickname for it? Like, can we call it like the the tide or glue tide? Yeah, let's call it the tide. The tide. The sim tide. Something (laughs) to that. I don't know why, because I'm having such a problem with that word. All right. uh, You know, when I gave the website for for Nuberty's Men's Wellness League, obviously, if you're in in the Atlanta area, I want you to go to Sandy Springs. I wanted you. To, to go there and, and give them some business. They've been phenomenal to me, not only me, but but everybody else that I've sent them to. Um, if you're not in the Atlanta area, in, in all fairness, I, I just want you to go to a men's wellness facility, guys. You know, women, you have your facilities, which is great, but this is like guys' health is, believe it or not, I, I, I think I'm right on this, Diane. Tell me if I'm wrong, but there are less things that insurance covers for men's health than there are now women's health, right? Correct. Yeah. So, so that makes no sense. And those are things that it's, it's, it's short-sighted because we know that, um, you know, those things that men need to have treated lead to um, more devastating uh, and, and very costly um, chronic conditions as, as we, as we move through life. So it's, it's short-sighted though. Um, hopefully someday they'll figure it out. But right now, no. Yeah. Over the years, you know, women have fought for, certain rights and lobbied for certain laws to be put into place uh, to take care of their health, which is great. Men just don't do that because guys are like, oh, I'll be fine. Just rub some dirt on it. But now we're learning that we can prolong our lives and, and, and have a great you know, life just as long as we maintain our health and our body. And that's what they do at Nuberty's Men's Wellness League or any other men's wellness center. So, like, if you're outside of Atlanta, you're outside of Georgia, you can still get a hold of them because you guys can help virtually. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, yeah. find some place in your area that can help you out. It's all about you having a good long life. That's what it's about. So, uh, Brandon, are you going to get in there or no? Uh, no, I'm saying we'll try these other things first. See how that goes. What, what are the other things? Uh, neutral grain bars and chicken and rice. Oh, <laughs> there you go. It's a start. It's a, it is a start. Yeah. It's I, a start. I, I, yeah. Come back on the alcohol change, and the vaping. Okay. Change, change, change your lifestyle, your, your, your menu, your life menu. Do that. That's a great first start. Once you do, you're going to start to see, uh, a huge difference and you're going to feel a huge difference. Once you start cleaning out your body, you're going to feel a huge difference. Add fiber to your life because there are things that you eat that just stick to your innards and, you know, take a Metamucil, uh, take a fiber pill or gummy or whatever. It cleans you out. That's important to get cleaned out. Right, Diane? I should it work, is. work with you. Guys. Actually, you know, you have flushing out. The longer that sits in there, the more calories it actually absorbs and actually can cause inflammation of your, of your, inside of your intestines and cause you grief. Yep, so. mm-hmm. All right. Um, well, again, men's wellness, uh, men's wellness center, excuse me.com, right. Men's wellness center.com is where we want you to go. Um, I say it all the time and some, t- or, I'm sorry, men's wellness league.com men's wellness league.com. I don't know why I went blank on this. God, forgive me. Miguel's probably going to go by number T. Yeah. <laughs> Miguel's listening to this going, what the hell are you doing? Giving out the wrong website, Jason. You've been coming here for God knows how long. It's men's wellness league.com men's wellness league.com. Sorry. I apologize. Uh, Diane, thanks for coming on. Uh, we'll have you back on sooner than later and uh, we'll pick something else to discuss on your next visit. You know, we've, we've covered um, 
the the men's sexual health, which uh, there's more to talk about with that. Testosterone maintenance, which is always our go-to weight loss. So let's start thinking of some other things that, you know, that are targeting guys that maybe guys don't even know. I think, Brandon, you got educated in this conversation quite a bit, did you not? Yeah, uh-huh. I did, for real. Yeah. I mean, every time, this is probably... Whenever Diane comes on, I learn a lot. I'm like, okay, all right, I need to do this. <laughs> Nate, I need to do that. Nate, you can tell when, <laughs> when Brandon's learning, right? He just has this face of he's absorbing information. We don't see it very often, but when Diane comes on, you see that face of, man, I'm learning something. This is good. Oh, yeah. Good. You can something. hear it happening. You can hear the, the little cogs turning in the brain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Menswellnesslead.com. What's that, Diane? I want to thank you guys for having me on as usual. It's always, it's always a, a very pleasant experience. <laughs> we, love having, we love having you on. You know, what's great is, you know, we've come to find out that every time you come on, we reach uh, a good number of people that go into Nuberti. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's great from the business side of things. I'm not going to lie to you. It's great. It's great for Nuberti. It makes me look great. But, but again, and I've said this from the very, very beginning, all as I care about is helping people and, and men and their health and getting better. Cause I've learned so much from you guys and I just want other people to have the same experience I do. So every time you come on, there's like this influx of people that go to new routine and it makes me so happy. And you know, and I'm up there every week uh, getting my shots. So I'll run into them every now and again, mm-hmm. or, or they're having a consultation. You know, uh, my buddy Harris, Mike was up there not that long ago drove from the other side of the state in order to uh, to to start with you guys with, I think, testosterone maintenance and medical weight loss. So that was good. You have a faithful following. They actually appreciate everything you do that, that they learn from you. So we appreciate that as well. The Bailey Show podcast, saving lives, one conversation with Diane at a time. How about that? <laughs> All right. Again, menswellnessleague.com, since I screwed it up so many times. Menswellnessleague.com. Diane, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Look, doing a new kitchen or bath, that's a big undertaking, right? So you want to go to somebody that's like a one-stop shop, like UCI Kitchen and Bath. They've been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator and installer. For the past 20 years, that's what I'm talking about, a one-stop shop. Uh, They provide the installation of whatever you buy. Speaking of, you mentioned the BS, the Bailey Show podcast, and you're getting 10% off your regularly priced countertops. That's a nice little savings, right? You can visit the Norcross Georgia showroom location. Let their design team transform your kitchen and bathroom into a beautiful and functional environment to fit your personality. It's just upping your property value. You can get with all the latest trends because they got them right there on the showroom. Servicing all of Georgia and parts of Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. How do you get a hold of them? Very simple. UCIGranite.com. The letters U-C-I, the word granite.com. David Hawks of Rockland Contracting's phone has been ringing off the hook from you two percenters that want a new deck design and build. Well, that's a good thing, and David Hawks welcomes all those phone calls. He's tied up, really. He's slammed, but he's going to get you in some point or another. You just got to give David Hawks a call at Rockland Contracting and see when he can get you in. You know, things change. Schedules change. 678-879-3867. He is also hiring. 
He's paying pretty good if you've got experience with deck design and or build. Also remember, specializes in basement remodel, new HVAC installation, uh, interior and exterior painting. So he's bringing your vision to life to stay within your budget. He's got this amazing software where you'll see your brand new deck before it's even built. RocklandContractingLLC.com. That's RocklandContractingLLC.com. Or call 678-879-3867. Help you help your business get to the next level. And you do that by incorporating create graphics in there. Whether it's vehicle wraps, corporate events you might be having, interior, exterior events, graphic design and apparel. Create Graphics is a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, wide format printing, and graphic installation. Excellent customer service where every project is going to get that one-on-one experience from start to finish. CreateGraphics.net. C-R-E-A-T-E-G-R-A-P-H-I-X.net. Or you can call 770-369-9962. 770-369-9962. Son of a bitch. I'll be loving you forever, just as long as you subscribe to The Bailey Show. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear then get a full 7 days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. And back to you Jason. What do you think the best high school scene in a movie is? Like sports or anything? Just anything. Based off of the movie... I, I would, it would be name notoriety. Like the high school was so a part of the movie, which was such a big deal that you'll always remember the name of that high school. Probably Varsity Blues for me. What, what, what was the name of the high school? Wasn't it, uh, was it Lib High or Lehigh? Because he was like, Lib High free football rules. I, I have no idea. That's not even on the list. I don't even know what the name of that high school was. I'll have to look. I mean, yeah, I think that's the movie or the line from that movie. Brandon, you got any guesses? Um, the uh, the move, the high school from American Pie. But what's the name? See, you, you got to oh, it, like uh, if it's that big of a high school, you're going to know what the name of the high school is. Uh, East Central High. It was. I think it was something like that. Based in Michigan, right? Um, but see, you don't remember. It's not that big. Of a, I mean, this is a very easy question. I mean, the 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 top two are the easiest ones. There's no doubt about it. There's a list of these, by the way. You want me to tell you number one? I mean, it's real. You you know the answer. It's it's. I mean, you're gonna kick yourself when I tell you. So these top two, totally gonna kick yourself. Well, these are top. Wait, what was the question in the high schools in a movie? Yeah, the, the best high schools you've seen in a movie. And and based upon, they would be the most name notoriable high schools. I mean, like, you say the name of the high school and you're like, oh, that's from, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, um, the, the Back to the Future school. But damn, I can't remember the name. Mm, I don't even remember the name of that. That's not on the list, no. It's really easy, guys. I mean, you're going to, like, I don't want to tell you the answer because it's so fucking easy. You're going to lose sleep oh. over this. 22 Jump Street? <laughs> no. Oh, actually, yeah, 21 Jump Street. Sagan High School. That's on the list. Oh, really? Who knew? Yeah, I didn't remember the name, but no, that's... I figure other people might have. Uh, all right, so let me read off some of these high schools that are on this list of the best high schools you've ever seen in a movie. And you tell me if you know what movie it's from, okay? 
Bedford Falls High School. It's number 14. 1946. When the movie came out? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, but it's a classic. Uh, Superman? (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know a movie from 1946. That's what I'm trying to think of. It's a wonderful life. So that your, your uh, parents, parents oh, probably okay. would know that one. Bates High School, 1976. Is that um? Oh, what's that? Is it um? Sounds of the Lambs? No, you're th- you're thinking of Norman Bates and Psycho, I bet. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, because I was like, there's that Bates Hotel or Bates Motel show, Mm-mm. or or uh, Master Master Bates and the Toy with Richard Pryor and. <laughs> Jackie Lewis. Uh that's Carrie, nineteen seventy six. Carrie, the movie Carrie. Uh, yeah. Brandon, that, I figured you'd be a big Carrie fan. That's not the one with the car that kills people. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Vince Lombardi High School. I can't help you out here. I'll just tell you. Nineteen seventy nine. Rock and roll high school. Not familiar. Rushmore Academy. It's nineteen ninety eight. Oh, I, I just came up with a couple other ones. Can I guess? Yeah, sure. Um, what about Hogwarts? Okay, what's the name of the high school? Hogwarts. It's Harry Potter. I know that, but what's the name of the school? It is on the list. It's number four, actually. Well, like the different schools within Hogwarts? There's a name for the Hogwarts. It's Hogwarts School of... Wizardry. Wizardry. Witchcraft and Wizardry. Oh, nice. Yes, very good. Number four. Got any more? Um, the Hawkins High School from Stranger Things. That's what I thought. I said that, too. Not on the list, but I agree. Really? Yeah. That, that was the only one that I could actually think of uh, yeah. that's current. Yeah. Hawkins always stay like they say it over and over and over again, but there's something about the word Hawkins that just sticks with you. By the yeah. way, Rushmore Academy is in the movie Rushmore, 1998. Oh, makes sense. Is uh is Hill Valley on there from Karate Kid? That's another good one. I didn't know Hill Valley is not on there, but that is another good one. Uh, oh, oh no, this is a TV show. I was gonna say Bayside. I thought base. This is these are seen in movies, but you start to think TV shows. Bayside was Saved by the Bell and Beverly Hills High School. Beverly Hills 90210. Not in here. Um, Sky High School from the movie Sky High. 2005, no idea. How about this one? Very popular movie. 2002, Midtown High School. Town. God, I don't know. Dawson's Creek? Oh, no, these are movies. Movies. Um, If you went to this school, this school's principal would be your friendly neighborhood principal. Mr. Rock. Roger Rabbit, who framed Roger Rabbit? I know Peter had his own parking spot. Spider-Man? Yeah, Spider-Man, 2002. Thank you. Oh, nice. The only reason I do this is because I miss doing the clues that I was always doing on the radio. I love, I I like giving clues. Uh, Padua High School, 1999. Padua. Oh, was uh, American Pie? No, 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 no. You would uh, you would find the answer on a ledge. And I can give well, you 10 clues, but I like you too much. 
Oh, 10 things I hate about you. Yeah, God, these clues just, I mean, I haven't lost any of my touch. They're just flowing (laughs) out of the, just my pores. Uh, You're not going to get this one. East high school, high school musical. Oh yeah. That's the one where they just had the kid in the wheelchair sing journey songs all the time. Right. Which I think so. Uh, You should know this one. North shore high school, 2004. Mean Girls. Mean Girls. Very good. All right. Here are the top three. Okay. Okay. You're going to kick yourself. Shermer High School. Maybe not with this one. 1985. I did know this, though. Shermer High School. Shermer. Uh, that the Breakfast Club? Very good. Brandon. Nicely done, buddy. And Ridgemount. Ridgemont High School. Sorry. Ridgemont. Uh, yes, Towns of Ridgemont High. Of course, yeah. <laughs> no, nice. That's what I thought you guys would guess that. And then the number one uh, best high school you've ever seen in a movie. Again, you know, name recognition is Rydell. Right, Rydell. Rydell. What was that? What Rydell High School? Never heard of it. Red and white. The, is the flag that color? The school color, 1978? No. Brandon? Uh, but I don't know. Uh, uh, I mean, um, how do I give you a clue on this? It's so easy. Um, they... Their mascot was not lightning, but they were fast as it. Oh, uh, Greece. Greece, yeah, there we go. Right, you guys, come on. Rydell High School, you didn't know this? <laughs> like we're guys. We're not fans of Greece. Yeah. Greece 2 now is a different story, correct? <laughs> yeah. Is it the same high school or are they in college now? Uh, no, same high school. Yeah, same teachers, everything. Yeah, they, uh, got yeah. All those all those 35-year-olds in high school. Got some, got some new teachers. <laughs> Uh, so I've learned with this cord cutting thing that I'm watching like you're, you know, cause we have a, I don't know if you guys have like a TV moment, you know, in your day, like we don't watch TV during the day. If we do, it's on the background, but it's always, you know, we have the peacock. So it's just law and order always on the background. You know, every once in a while, my wife will put on a movie in the living room stuff, but our television watching time is nighttime from about 8 P till 10 ish. Same with you, Nate? Yeah. Yeah. It's usually evening time. It's starts kind of at dinner while we're making it. And then we'll watch dinner or we'll watch TV while eating dinner. And then, and then we'll retire to the bedroom. Okay. So, um, we're now unlike when you had cable or we had cable and, and we would just find something. And most of the time we'd already seen it and it was just blah. Now we have to search for something or continue watching something on whatever, you know, streaming service we're on. And so we, we have to find something new all the time. You know, we'll get through something and next night we're like, we got to find something. So I got to prep during the day to find There's a lot goes into this cord cutting thing. So now we're on to, I killed my dad on Netflix. You guys seen any of this? No, I haven't yet. Okay. So it's, it's one of the big Netflix shows right now. They just, I think released it and whatnot. Uh, we're three episodes in. There's only, I think, four, maybe five. 
Uh, but it's good. It's really good. It's got a great title. I killed my dad. I mean, yeah. what a great fucking title. Okay, I'm watching. You got me. So it's about this kid that was quasi-kidnapped um, by his father, who was a nut job, abusive, to the mother, then starts a new life with this kid and a new woman. He continued to be abusive. This kid never had any education, never went to school, never went outside the house. Um, he just thought that this is what life was. Always berated. He was physically, but there's no uh, record of it, abused, definitely mentally abused. It just, I mean, it was, it was a horrible situation for this child. Anyway, there's an argument that ensues one night with his father. He's done. He's over it. He gets two guns, and he shoots him. Shoots him once. Dad falls to the ground, says, stop, please don't shoot me again. Shoots him again. I think he shot him again and missed, right? He wanted to make sure this dude was dead. But he he followed him in the bathroom. Like, when he he, he chased, he, so he pursued him. So that's where the argument comes in, manslaughter, you know, murder one, and, and, and all this stuff. So he he admits that he killed. He's like, there's no remorse. It, it, we haven't gotten to the point where they've done like any type of evaluation of this kid, but um, you can tell that he uh, he's he's on the spectrum just because of little twitches that he has. There, there's something off about this young man, and and he he gets arrested that night. He calls the cops. He tells us, "I just killed my dad." Cops come pick him up. He's very com- compliant. He goes into the to the police station. He tells the whole story. He's not crying. He's zero emotion. Um, he's just like, yeah, this is what happened. He's dead. He's like, you know, arrest me. So he didn't think that he would actually be spending time in jail. He thought after he explained how bad of a person he was and it was in self-defense that he would be let go, but not the case. So he goes to jail for six months. This attorney, uh, who's got a whole backstory, you know, personal kind of tie to this whole thing. He goes to bat for him, takes this pro bono. This is in Louisiana. And, uh, and gets him out of jail after six months, but he's on probation. He's got to wear the ankle thing. And where he's at now, like, this is a current story. And so he's still on probation, still awaiting trial. He still could be sent to prison for the rest of his life, possibly. I haven't gotten all the way through it, but I'm at this point now. It's really, really good. Like, you think it's kind of cut and dry. Somebody shoots somebody. And that, that was another thing that, and maybe somebody knows that's listening knows the answer to this. And I, obviously, I can reach out to Mad Dog Manny and ask him uh, and whatnot, or somebody in law enforcement. But is it, um, is it, is, isn't it, don't cops tell you, because I know cops have told me before, somebody breaks in your house, you shoot to kill. And, you, you know, you shoot them, you just unload the clip. You just, you just let it go. Uh, because you could shoot somebody and maybe they, they're faking the injuries worse than what it is. They get up and they take your gun and they kill you. So you shoot to kill. In this situation, he shot once, and they're questioning why he shot again. Well, if he's defending himself, you want to shoot to kill until that person, that whatever, is not moving anymore, right? That's what you do. Yeah, but I guess maybe if they're saying, like, how much time was in between the two, if there was no longer a threat, 
then is, you know, is that like still self-defense because he's not a threat to you. You are now the pursuer if you're going after somebody and chasing them with a gun. Well, that that's the argument. But I, I'm sitting there going, why aren't you arguing the fact that you're defending yourself and just because you shot him, he's obviously fine enough to say, don't shoot me again. Fuck you. I'm shooting again. You're dying. Like that was the whole point of this to begin with is to kill you, <laughs> to protect myself. Um, but the argument is, is like after you shot him, could you have left the house? Could you have avoided any more conflict? You know, and that's kind of that gray area that you get into. I think it would have been different if somebody broke into his house, though, versus his father. I don't know. Just, yeah. it, it's, it's like somebody breaks in your house, a stranger breaks in your house, and they go to get you, assault you, um, and you shoot them, you unload, you know, seven times in this person. Like, that's a lot. And it's like all in the chest. And you're like, hey, good shot. You just fucking ripped a hole in this person. Like, well, yeah, good for you. You know, make sure that they're dead and they're not going to hurt you. But it's the dad. I think that's where it comes into play. But anyway, it's very, very good. And they interview the kid. They interview the mom. They got the lawyer. Obviously, dad's dead. He's got a stepbrother. They interview him. They all back the kid's play. They go and find the biological mother who supposedly has been looking for him for all these years. Trashy people. And she's got another kid. Um, Yeah, so it's very, very good. I must say, very, very good. All right, I have to watch it. Did you finish that other one where it was the girl with the dad? I can't remember what the title of it was. Um, You were watching, you are in the middle of watching, I thought, and it was like... It's by the same people. They abducted the in sight. Yeah. Yeah. Girl in the picture. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I got done that a while back. Yeah, that's really good. Really, okay. really well, good. Okay. Well, this is by the same. Well, I, I don't know if it's the same, but that one, they they promoted it as from the same people as abducted in plain sight. The one where we talked about, like, the guy, the, the guy got the dad to jerk him off in the car yeah. and stuff. It was just a fucked up story. But this one is also by those people. So yeah, it must be a good one. So I'm looking forward to watching it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really good. And you're like, you know, it's kind of weird. You know, we say this like when shark week comes out, there's always this uptick of sharks and who did we have on uh, uh, Galante, right? You know, that was mm-hmm. doing the shark week stuff. And he goes, it's just coincidence because you know, there's going to be more shark attacks during the summer because it's hotter and people are more people are at the beach. It just makes sense. I was like, yeah, I guess, you know, it makes sense. You're, you're right. It yeah. does make sense. But it's always interesting when there's a story that's very similar to something that just came out on Netflix. And I don't know if you saw the the guitarist. There's there's a punk band in Canada, or there is, called Teenage Head. And they're actually we're a pretty good band. And the guitarist for that band, Gord Lewis, he was shot and killed by his son. 41-year-old son. Lewis was 65. Uh, and then, you know, like I see the story, and then this show pops up on Netflix. I'm like, you guys are watching me. I know you are. <laughs> Fucking weird. Mm. It's a copycat. Yeah. So police rep says Jonathan Lewis sent multiple emails to news outlets stating that his father was dead and that based on those emails, police went to the apartment. They said it appeared Lewis and his son had been living together in the apartment and that Lewis appeared to have been dead for two or three days before he was found. Lewis said injuries consistent with foul play. Uh, you know, and then just talks about the band, you know. I mean, they they were they were they were in the punk scene like with the Ramones. You know, Ramones were the United States punk band. And then you had the Sex Pistols, they were the UK punk band. These guys were like the Canadian 
original punk band. And I, you've, you've heard some of their songs, probably in movies or something, but yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't, the name isn't familiar, but I'm sure I've heard it somewhere. Pretty good, man. It's fucked up, dude. People like it, it, just sit there and you just go through the news on any given day. And you were talking about decisions that you got to make. It's like, you go, you know, like, did you have to, what's the whole story here with this kid? Did he have to kill his dad? You know, then you look at the, the show on Netflix and you go, well, I understand that. There's a lot of decisions to make and how chill these people are throughout the process and to be able to talk about it and stuff like that. I saw, Ar- you know, Army Hammer is, right? Uh, is that MC's brother? <laughs> no. <laughs> Even though, because I knew we were going to do this, uh, I got this. Hammer time. There you go. I got that. I got that, that drop. Army Hammer is a Winklevoss in Social Network. Oh, one of the brothers? Yeah, he was also the Lone Ranger. No, he was the brother. They used him for both brothers. Did you not know that? It's one person. Really? Yeah, one person played two characters. Army Hammer. No, I never heard that. Yeah. They were t- okay. Look it up. True statement. Yeah, no, I never heard that. Yeah, but he's also Lone Ranger. That was a... That was a... That was a dumb. Anyway, there's a uh, three-part documentary series, Discovery Plus. It's called titled House of Hammer. And I don't know if it's out yet or not. Uh, I don't have Discovery Plus, but I think I'm going to buy it just for this. And it goes into the Hammer family. Okay? Hammer time! Yeah, not that Hammer family. (laughs) I didn't realize that there is this deep, dark world of Army Hammer. Now, you know the whole story behind Army Hammer, right? Yeah, he's the uh, the heir to the uh, baking soda fortune. I don't know about that. I don't think that's true. But he <laughs> he was he was you know uh, he disappeared because he's got all these allegations of weird sexual shit, where he's a cannibal and he ties the chicks up and it's just he's out there, right? He's just way the fuck out there. And you're like, dude, you've got like Hollywood. You're like, you're perfect. You're 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 a movie star. You're 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 coming into your own. You're becoming this big deal. You're good looking. You're rich. He comes from this family of these men that are total and complete dark fucks. And it's like, who knew that the Hammer Times were this like horrible family? Hammer Times. So here's some from the uh, trailer. My pet was going to involve showing up at your place and completely tying you up and incapacitating you and then being able to do whatever I wanted to every single hole in your body until I was done with you. So that's one of the voicemails he left one of these women, right? Now, it sounds really bad with the music behind it, I know. but, (laughs) But listen to it again and... Is it really that bad? My pet was going to involve showing up at your place and completely tying you up and incapacitating you and then being able to do whatever I wanted to every single hole in your body until I was done with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, some girls would be like, okay, yeah, <laughs> bring it on, Army. <laughs> Let's do it up. <laughs> but he was very, very forceful. And, and these women were like, it just got weirder and weirder. Like he was, he, he talked about cannibalism. I think that's in this clip. These are messages that are being sent literally within seconds of each other. I mean, he said, I'm 100% a cannibal. I'm freaking out. It was all he wanted to ever talk about. Then you get a note that says, I'm going to bite the f- out of you. And he was just like acted mad. The ropes were around your neck, your wrists, your ankles. 
and you're like completely immobilized. And I'm just closing my eyes until it ended. But was she forced to do it? That's what I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm not I'm not victim blaming here by no stretch, but I'm just trying to trying to understand because there's a lot of people that are into this weird shit, right? That like yeah. to be tied up. And, you know, if you don't want to be tied up, you just say, I don't want to be tied up. Maybe you tried it and you didn't like it, which is understandable, you know. But for a guy to say that he wants to to he wants to be a cannibal, like, is that code that he wants to go down on you, you know? And, like, does he really want to bite you? Or is he just saying that, like, to be sexy and, and, and edgy? Yeah, I don't know. Well, and it, even if you agreed to be, you know, have this stuff done to you at a certain point, like if you're tied up and you say no, yeah, then it's against your will, even if you initially said it. Yeah. I think. So here's another clip. On the outside. Oh, before I do that. Camera time. On the outside, we were a perfect family, but magnify succession a million times. And it was my family. If you believe about making deals with the devil, the hammers are top of the totem pole. Hammer time. If they had any other last name, it wouldn't be funny. I mean, there's something funny about her saying the hammers are. It's just, I don't know. Like if you were the McDonald's or if you're the Sweden pusses or just something, some other last name, but hammer for some reason makes me laugh. Yeah, that's weird. It's, a, it's also funny when you have, you know, hammer time. Hammer time. <laughs> I was, I'm watching the trailer for this show, and I'm just, the whole time I'm saying to my, I was singing to my head, I'm going, hey, man, hammer, go hammer, so hammer time, go hammer time, go hammer time, you know that one. <laughs> hammer time. Right, here's the last one. My name is Casey Hammer, and I'm about to reveal the dark, twisted secrets of the Hammer family. Hammer time. <laughs> hammer time. <laughs> But, but she goes in, I didn't pull, uh, there's only just you know, excerpts from the, the trailer, but in the trailer that she talks, they talk about how her husband and her husband's father, they all had the same thing, this very controlling, um, very deep, dark way about them. And it's so, you know, it's hereditary. It does. It comes down. Somebody was just on the show talking about things being hereditary. It is. It's hereditary. You know, going back to the uh, the Netflix show, I Killed My Dad. Another thing that with the dad, he was very control. <laughs> so here's something funny about that, actually. When you watch it, you'll see how controlling this guy was. And they make a big deal with putting in all the music like they do in the trailer making him seem like he's this, and he was a horrible person, don't get me wrong, but that it was odd for him to have security cameras up in his house. And he's like, they're like, yeah, he could see everything. He could see in the garage when I pulled in and he could see how many bags of groceries that I had. And I could just hear my wife's head thinking. And I go, okay, I'm going to say now just to get it out what you're thinking wow, Jason and this guy have a lot in common with these security cameras. And she loses it. She's like, oh, my God, how did you know I was thinking? I was like, I could feel it. I could feel you thinking that. I don't think that's crazy. Of course he can look in the garage. That's part of where, that's where you would put a security camera for an entrance into your house. Now, if he's sitting there and they're like, yeah, he even had an app on his phone where he could see the vid. Of course you do. That's part of the service. Now, if he's sitting there and his entire day is watching the cameras, that's a little weird, okay? I can understand that. But that's yeah. not weird to have cameras in or facing the garage 
And, you know, you're adding the, he could count how many bags of groceries I had. Yeah, if he really fucking wants to, but did he? Did you ever ask him? No, you're just assuming he could do it because you don't like the cameras for whatever reason. That's not weird, you know? No, and they do that a lot on certain murder shows. Like, I'll, I'll be watching and they'll be like, yeah, we went to his his work and surprised him. And I knew it was, I knew he was guilty because he got real nervous. Like, yeah, if the fucking cops show up at your work and surprise you, you're going to be a little nervous, guilty or not. <laughs> you know, it's not like a, a sign that you murdered someone. <laughs> it's just like, uh, you're, you're not going to kill anybody. Are you? You know, I was like, no, I'm not going to kill. I go, That's not weird to have surveillance in your house. It's not odd. It's this day and age, especially it's very affordable. You know, and, and it's easy to do. And it's there's nothing wrong with it. You know, I know Brandon thinks it's weird that when I travel, I bring um, a camera with me and put it up. But that, to me, is not weird. That's a little odd. <laughs> it's my security system. I got to know. Got to know what's going It's weird because you were staying rent-free, I might add, in my Airbnb in Mexico. And you were just happened to be sleeping where the camera was facing. What you had one in the room too? That's the only one I had. Oh, in the living room. Yeah, in the living okay. room. It was facing. Oh, that's right. You guys had a bedroom. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I was like, damn, he put one in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's one in the toilet as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, it faced the front door. So, you know, I get a notification. Somebody comes in the front door, it dings, and I'm like, what the fuck, man? Who's coming in the front door? That's why I told you you gotta have a curfew. So, yeah. you know because if not I'm gonna I will it. say I like you and I don't think it's weird and it's normal but I think other people do because you and I are actually the only ones that I can think of that have cameras inside most people have cameras outside of their house so maybe that's why they think it's weird uh yeah I mean I've got I'm getting ready to install a new one uh so I can so I can look at the dogs um which is gonna be kind of neat you know what's like why is that funny to you Brandon don't you already have one that looks over the living room where the dogs are? I do, but it doesn't, it, it, I can't get an up close and personal shot. So I'm getting like a kind of a POV cam. I'm going to install that in the kitchen, like underneath the, like where they sleep. So I can talk to them and see them. Cause you know, Toon Toons is out now. She's becoming a big girl. So I just want to make sure everything's good. Every once in a while, the issues, you know, with the food or somebody will be a bully or something like that. So I just want to have some eyes on it, some eyes and ears on the ground. That's all, <laughs> you know. Well, I've got a couple cameras in the house. I go, I don't need to tell people, but I got some cameras in there. I got everywhere. They're everywhere. I love it. You know, so, I don't know. It's not weird to me. Yeah, it might not be legal either. <laughs> uh, not, might not be legal what? To have cameras in my house? Like if you have people over, same with me, but yeah, oh. if you have people over, I don't think you can legally record people without them knowing. Uh, if they're in your house, you can do whatever you want. I don't know. I feel like I saw like a story. If it's a business, saying, if it's a bit like at, at Paradise City, I've got surveillance outside. Not that I spy on my guest, but it's, it's for, you know, just the entrances bear, to the cabin. Bears. Yeah, for bears, you know, but for entrances to the cabin, <laughs> you know, there are no cameras inside, you know, that, that are spying on anyone, right? Um, now, the, some Airbnbs have been caught with having cameras inside. And I think one in particular, which I thought was an interesting story because they had a vending machine in their Airbnb like we do our cabin. And there was a camera in the vending machine that came with the vending machine. Because the camera would scan if something 
comes out or doesn't come out. But the guest saw it because technically it was recording you when you purchased something, you know, kind of like an ATM camera. And they sued and they won, I think, or they complained and they, they won something, you know, because you, you got to tell people. But I have a sign as soon as you walk into the cabin that says outside is under surveillance 24 7, you know, you know, so we were, we went to this, uh, went to North Carolina to go skiing last year or two years ago, something like that. And uh, we did something stupid outside. I remember that. And we noticed they had cameras. We're like, oh, shit. But then we found where the where the main hub was. It was behind the refrigerator. So we just took the SD card out, put it in the computer, and just wiped everything from the time we were there. It worked. <laughs> Never got in trouble. Well, then, that, and then you get into there's different types of cameras. You know, So you've got the hard drive cameras, and then you've got cameras that are on the cloud. Um, like all the ring stuff is on a cloud, you know, that's how they get you, you know, membership stuff. So, uh, and then you have competing companies like wise, which I'm a big fan of very inexpensive, get them at home Depot, you can buy them on Amazon and they work great, easy to set up just like ring cameras. Easy, uh, simple safe, I think is another one. Uh, not a fan, tried them up at the cabin, mm, did not work for me at all. I think Lowe's has got a brand of their own that they use and stuff like that. You can have surveillance anywhere you go. That's why it still blows me away that vehicles don't have 24-7 surveillance. You know you know how much that would crack down on car break-ins if, if, if you knew? Like there was just like a little sticker on your window that says under surveillance and you could see the camera, like a, a 360 camera. Why not? You got a camera in the back now. Some some cars even have a camera in the front. Like, why aren't these cars coming already installed with a dash cam? You know, like when you yeah. get, get into an Uber, you know, it's all like I've got a dash cam. I've got one that faces inside the truck, and I've got one that faces in front in case I get in an accident. You know, but it, it looks kind of shitty. It looks like I have a you know old school nineteen eighty nine radar detector. Yeah, or one of those fuzz busters. Yeah, fuzz busters. That's what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, all right, uh, Brandon, let me get your little intro here. I'm sure you have a fascinating question to ask. Yep, here we go. All right. One question with Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. By the way, I think after last week's question, it was split, right? Water is wet. No, things that water's put on it makes it wet. I don't think we ever uh, got a conclusion to that. Yeah, um, yeah. The poll, I can't. I don't know what it was. I have to look it up. But um, but if you Google it, it, water is not wet. So that is the answer. Well, Google's not always right. Uh, <laughs> all right, Brandon. What's your one question this week? Everyone loves free stuff, and Sparky's Lawn Care gives free oh. estimates. Not free grass cutting, but he'll give you a free estimate. Veteran owned and operated since 2020. Do all your mowing, trimming, edging. Like I say, falls right around the corner. He'll probably be click, picking up them leaves and them branches for you. Just getting it all nice and pretty for them fall times when you got family coming over for Thanksgiving and Christmas and football games and whatnot. Give him a call or give him a text at 706-897-2199 or send him an email at sparkyslawn at gmail.com. There you go. That's that's the best read in the business right there from one Brandon Thrasher for Sparky's Lawn Service. Old Andrew Sparks. Good guy. All right, straight. Go ahead. All right. Well, I actually got this question from uh, Josh Beck. He was, uh, and I was thinking about it uh, over the past few days. Where does the sky start? Yeah, I saw that. Where does the sky start? 
This well, like the actual sky, or where do you start calling it the sky? Yeah, where do you start calling it the sky? I'm I trying will, to get too technical here. Okay, I, I've got an answer. You ready? Yes. The sky starts at the beginning of a cloud. How about so that? if there's there's no clouds, there's always going to be a cloud somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere on Earth, there's going to be a cloud. There's never a day where there's not one cloud in the sky at one given time. How do we know? (laughs) I don't know know the answer to that, but I'm assuming (laughs) that's the case. So wherever that cloud may be, that's so the sky could start at different levels, but it's based off of if you need a point to where it starts, it would be at the beginning of a cloud. How about that? That's a good answer. Cloud. But what what if there's fog? Does that mean the sky starts at the ground? Fog's not a cloud. Fog's, yeah, it is. Fog's fog. Fog is a cloud. It's fog the same is, process. The fog cloud. Fog is not a cloud. It would be called a cloud. But it's the same thing. It's just on the ground. It's the same process of making it. How is it different than a cloud? One starts with an F and one starts with a C. <laughs> two different things. Two different words. It's uh, I, I don't know the process between the two. I'm just telling you, it's two different things. Fog comes up off the water or steam, the steam. Like, well, that's not fog, but fog is. But it's the same process, just like a cloud comes up. You know, it's it's water, uh, like water droplets in the air that okay. um, collect together. All right, well, fuck you then. Then the sky starts at the bottom of the fog. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I would say. Like, scientifically, I guess I would say maybe it starts on the ground because anything off of the surface of Earth is technically the sky but i think if as humans we would say anything above our head is the sky because if you if you say like oh he popped a fly ball you know you say oh yeah it went up in the sky like any i think anything above you yeah that's better okay i'll agree with you on that okay anything above your head is the sky yeah yeah Yeah. so you're up in a plane you're looking down you're not like look down at the sky no, sky's above your your head. So that so that thirty thousand feet in the in the air, you're just like that's not sky. That's, what, what do you call that? Just well, I think above your head while you're on the ground. Oh, while you're on the ground, you call that fog. Because you're if you're in the air in the air, then it's you're in the sky. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so by definition, the sky starts above your head while you're on the ground. So if you're in a plane, you're not on the ground. You're in the sky. Yeah, because if you dropped your baby, you were standing there and you dropped your baby to the ground, you wouldn't say, oh, there it goes down in the sky. But if you threw it up in the air, you'd say, I threw my baby up into the sky. Just yeah. hope you catch it. That's yeah, cool. but they say also like something falling from the sky that said fell through the sky. Fell Who through? Who says that? Who's, yeah, who said? I've never, somebody says that it fell through the sky. I've never heard that. It's falling through the sky. Falling through the sky. Look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's coming through the sky. It's falling. Maybe. I feel like it's more falling through the air. Yeah, falling through the air. But the air air is in the sky. Right. The air is is secondary to the sky. Yeah. Did we answer your question? (laughs) Do we have anything more on this? Can we move on? Where does the sky stop? Stop in space or is that still the sky? Sky stops in space. Absolutely. Hands down, without a doubt. Yeah, it's called the uh, the Carmen line, and it's like I think it's the line in between our atmosphere and outer or 
low Earth orbit or space or whatever. It was named after a guy in San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> you get that joke, Brandon? Yeah, because there's Carmen San Diego. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> okay, uh, so did we answer you your question and Josh Beck's question? Uh, I would say so. We'll see how happy they are with it. Mm-hmm. I think it was good. I think it was great teamwork. I don't think you yeah. could have gotten there without getting into the fog stuff, to be honest with you. <laughs> Um, yep. So that's, that's a process. Why we should be scientists. That's why we should have been scientists. You know, uh, Ariel is getting into the science stuff now, even though she's been hell bent since she's been 12 of wanting to do hair and makeup for a living. She's, she only has three classes her senior year. So she's home by noon every day, which is nice. crazy. Right. Um, so one of the classes are like, one's like an elective type of class, I guess, or all of them might be, I have no idea. But one of them she's taking is, is forensics. And another class that she's taking is what DeSantis uh, in Florida is now making mandatory, which I think is just smart. I mean, it's common sense to have a financial class in school for kids. I mean, when Caleb was going through school, remember that time he racked up like $800 in Uber bills on our credit card? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't understand how the credit card worked. And he was like 16, 15, 16, 17 years old. Because nobody taught him that. You know, maybe that's our fault, but you would think part of your education is life skills. That's where I think the education system gets away from some stuff is that it's not just all textbook ABCs, one, twos, and threes. It's life skills, you know, stuff like that. So uh, she's taking a, a, there's a simplistic financial class, which is great, kind of like an economics class. And then there's, um, there's uh, this forensic class and they give them cases and they have to kind of figure it out, talk it out, walk it, walk through it. And then there's she she took John Wayne Gacy. She's going to do that one. There was another one where there's a story of these two archaeologists, and one was married, one had an assistant, and they found both of them dead. And then it gives details, and you have to come up with your conclusion. So she brings it home the other night. We're talking through it through dinner. I'm like, this is the best class ever. Why didn't they have that for me? And I go, you might want to be a you know, forensics type person, you might go law enforcement, work for the government or something. She goes, as much as I love this class and as interesting as I find it to be, I couldn't do this every day. She's like, I'd be so sad. And she's like, you know, I was like, yeah, okay, maybe you're right. But you never know. Might turn into something different. So that's that. All right, Nate, you got anything uh, before we get out? Uh, you should learn how to balance your checkbook and take out the trash before you graduate. Yes, don't keep your head in the clouds, <laughs> right? Uh, Brandon. If you fall from the sky and hit the ground, you're no longer in the sky. If you fall from, what's that again? Fall from the sky and hit the ground, you're no longer in the sky. Okay, excellent. Yeah, that's true. Podcastthebs.com. Please subscribe if you have not signed up for the newsletter. If you have not, one just went out not that long ago, and it was awesome. Uh, Our merch store, uh, I don't know if the 35% off deal is still going on. I try to remind you as much as possible. Either way, support the show, buy some merch, and tell a friend about it. And, of course, all of our social media channels on podcastthebs.com. Right? So, please, like, follow, share, subscribe, especially the YouTube stuff. We've got tons of stuff. We work very hard to make sure you get all kinds of good content, uh, but we need you to follow, share, like, help us out a little bit if you don't mind. And as far as subscribing, you know, I put this in the newsletter, subscribers, some big perks to it. 
You get your episodes before everyone else. You know, you get commercial-free episodes before everyone else. Somebody was complaining about that on social media the other day. I was like, dude, it's locked. Well, it's locked because you're not a subscriber. Your episode with commercials doesn't come out for another couple hours. But on your way to work, you can get the episode and listen to all the good stuff, right? Plus, you get the exclusive giveaways. Right now, we got the uh, the the grilled sauce package from Atlanta Grill Company, which is cool. I mean, it's nice to have, right? You got like five, six, seven sauces that are absolutely delicious. Uh, and all you got to do is be a subscriber, thanks to AtlantaGrillCompany.com. And on top of that, Podcast and Pours 2 will be a ticketed event, like I said in the newsletter. It will be taking place in Halloween uh, or in October for Halloween. And if you are a premium 2 percenter, you will have access to free tickets, including VIP tickets. So uh, $4.99 a month. I really think that, you know, we're doing the best we can to make sure you get your $5, less than $5 a month worth full. All right. With that being said, thanks for listening and thanks for the support. Have yourself a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening. Bye. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here.